Howdy, everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Fab Five campaign here on the Random Rhapsody Network. My name is Matthew R. Dawson, and back during the quarantine of 2020, I got the wild hair up my ass to gather up a group of people and start an online Dungeons and Dragons campaign. This was mainly to keep my mind occupied while I was stuck at home, you know, how, how the quarantine is. But since then, it's been an absolutely wild and amazing ride. And honestly, at the time, I had no idea that our game would grow into what we are today. But I am very glad that we are playing and telling the story together. Here, here we are, one year later. And I am excited that we are now in our second season of this campaign. So, without further ado, allow me to introduce some people that I'm very proud to call my friends. The cast of the Fab Five campaign. So, first off, make some noise for the people's champion. And he is known as the golden boy, an aquaminator. He puts the fab in Fab Five. Apollyon! And Apollyon, you're muted. <laughs> oh, it's so anticlimactic. Woo, yeah! It's great to be here on Monday Night Random Rhapsody. Good evening. For those of you who do not know, my name is Coins. My handle on Twitch is Phyrexian Alpha, and I'm a longtime player of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and & Dragons. And I'm a big fan of all types of fantasy games, books, movies, whatever. Uh, if you see me in chat sometime, feel free to ask a question or say what's up. Yo, quit hogging the spotlight. You know it's all about me, the Golden Boy. Basically, let me tell you right here. I'm a seven-foot-tall, red-skinned Minotaur barbarian. I was raised in the Cragmire Mountains. Our village was always watched over by ancient sapphire dragon. His name was Arcadius Sabath. And, well, I suspect he had quite an effect on me, although I wouldn't realize it until much later. After being captured, enslaved, and forced to fight as a gladiator... Using my massive strength in battle was all I knew, and as the bloodlust overtook my body, my body began to transform. My horns had become glistening blue crystals, and my trademark smile and fabulous features are becoming more draconic by the day. And it's all thanks to my homebrew subclass, Path of the Primal Dragon, baby! I get to add lightning damage to my rage bonus and exhale my breath weapons in battle to devastate any jabroni that gets in our way. Now with the opportunity to go back to the arena for SummerSlam and fight once more for the championship belt, I am pumped up! And you better believe I'm coming for you, Grovy Bear. Yeah, baby. Next off... Nice. We have the black cat who hides in the shadows and you never want to cross your path. Blood from a stone. Take it away, blood. The shit do I say after that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I am blood from a stone. I am an assassin rogue. Uh, I hail from the Mogadon Federation, from some of the more shitty regions of it in the gentle wastes. Uh, I have lived in the shadow of the Dreamer Mountain my entire life. Maybe one day I'll get to visit there personally. Uh, things have gone a little, uh, little, I guess, bit better in my life since I met these crazy assholes that I do call the Fab Five. Uh, I was on my own for a while until I helped a certain red 
Minotaur escape from uh, captivity. And now I've kind of got a little bit more of a cheery exposition. Don't you think, everybody? Aren't I a little nicer? I do murder yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, oh, I've yeah, murdered. you're my best friend, buddy. I mean, I've murdered a few people, but that's okay. They don't mind. Uh, and now I'm just trying to get through life and figure out what exactly is going on. It's just me. I like it. Next up, we have a young woman whose tale is her true arch nemesis, Eloise Brightquist Crystal. Take it away, Eloise. Uh, so, we're not going to talk about my tale this time. Because. Anyways, I met all these lovely gents uh, on my way. I was on a little walkabout sent out by my mentor because he thought I needed to uh, see the world and learn about it some. What I've learned is scary. Also, the world's not a very nice place. I think I want to go back to my forest. But these guys all seem pretty great. And I kind of want to figure out what's going on because there seem to be some bad people doing bad things and I I I I want to I want to fix that. It's definitely a lot of bad people doing a lot of bad things and your group is kind of cut up in the middle of it. Mhm. Mm Next up, we have a man whose name is his mystery is a mystery but his skills are not. Liam O'Shea. Pleasure to meet you all, Liam here. Drinking's the game, thinking's not. I enjoy a good whiskey every now and then, usually keep it on me, and I met these motherfuckers while I was having a few drinks on the road. They seemed like more fun than traveling alone, so there we went, and you know, there's some funny motherfuckers there. Five minutes in and a minotaur man throws me over his shoulder. Anyhow, I was supposed to go north to meet my master. Didn't really feel like going that way. Wanted to meet these guys up and learn a bit more about this army here. Well, I don't like the water. My ribs are broken right now. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I might like to sing. Indeed he does. Hopefully we'll hear it again sometime. And last but not least, we have the Dark Wizard with an obsession for reusing and recycling. Nikthros Vale. Take it away, Vale. Good evening. I'm Vale, your friendly neighborhood necromancer. I've been studying hard and honing my sharpest tool, my mind. I've come a long way since the Underdark and have seen a lot, and yet I'm still amazed and intrigued by these topsiders. I still know I'm the, sharp, the smartest person in the room, but on two separate occasions, I've miscalculated and almost cost a few people their lives, including my own. I'm still pretty selfish, but I've been working very hard on my people's skills. I try to raise at least two every day. <laughs> ah, I like it. I love it. Awesome. Vale's always making new friends. He is indeed. He seems to be very proficient in finding new friends along the way. Okay. Well, now, normally at the start of each session, 
I ask each of the players a question for them to answer in character. It's a good way to get everyone in the mindset of their character for the session, I feel like. This time, however, I decided to change things up a little bit. Instead of asking the players a question, I decided that I am going to allow each of them to ask me a single yes or no question. This question can be something about the campaign, the overall plot as a whole, an item, or an NPC. Anything they want, and I'm going to answer it honestly. Now, if it's a question I can't actually answer, I'll tell them to ask something else, but overall, I'll answer just about anything. So, Fab 5, instead of rolling a D100 to find out your question for the week, I would like everyone to roll a D20, and we'll see who's going first. Nine. Not any of us. <laughs> there we go. That's a one. Are we supposed to be clicking on our characters? No, I'm just doing it myself. It's no big deal. Okay, let's see. Yeah, here. I get to start the show off. Jesus, people. Ellie, you want to roll off for second place? Oh, sure. 19. Oh shit! Oh, look at that. She rolled really well, too. <laughs> <laughs> and what was Apollyon's? Three. Eight. 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 So it looks like the order is going to be blo Blood, Vale, Eloise, Apollyon, and Liam. Okay. Blood from a stone. What is your well, question? I've, I have been thinking about this since you brought this up to us. and I thought something that could help the party, help us get more information, but then I decided, you know what, I just got to go selfish. Uh, the White Furred Tabaxi that Eloise essentially accosted on his own ship. Is that my brother? No. Two rivets. Uh -huh. Interesting. Okay. I missed it. What did you say? I said no. Oh, okay. Vale. You're up next. Alright. <clears throat> if I play my cards right, will I be getting my coveted Tome of Clear Thoughts within the next one to three levels. Cool Thoughts? Tome of Clear Thoughts. Clear Thoughts. I thought you said Tome of Cool Thoughts. I'm like, whoa, is, <laughs> is, this, a, is this a surfer thing we're finding now? Or are we going full that's California? That's an Apollyon uh, item. <laughs> All my thoughts are cool, baby. <laughs> okay, so your question is, if you play your cards right... Could you get find the Tome of Clear Thoughts in the next one to three levels? Yes. The answer to your question is yes. Yeah. But I'll right, also say you. that is possible because literally anything is possible. It depends on the choices you make and the directions you choose to go. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Thank you. Yep. 
Okay, who was next? That was Eloise. What is your question? Well, I haven't heard back from him, and I was just wondering if Falcon had received my message and if he was okay. Well, that's two questions. However, I'm going to answer yes. You're kind of breaking up, Blood. Well, she's going to have to wonder which one that is. No, I answered both. Oh, sweet. Never mind. Apollyon, you're up next. All right. The question of the day is, is the Zayim Al-Ruan Maharin working with the Cult of the Dreamer? I cannot answer that question. Okay. Is he the leader of the Cerulean Syndicate? Yes. Oh, yeah. you know that. Okay. Okay. Sure. Unfortunately, that is that question is a little bit out of the scope of the parameters of of this game. Okay. I took a risk. I knew that. Yeah. Is it good? Liam. Well, now with this creature dead that said I was not a threat at all. Um, I was wondering, is this going to devastate their army? No. Okay. That's it for you guys. That was a good question too. That was there. Those were all great questions in their own right. So that was. I hope you all had fun with that. Because we did. I good. did. <laughs> okay. But there is something I forgot to mention. You see, when I told the group last night that I would be answering each question honestly. I wasn't being 100% truthful. I did answer everyone's question honestly. I did answer everyone's question honestly. Everyone that is. But one of them. Which one isn't true? Well, I guess we'll just find out. Oof. Okay. So why don't we jump into tonight's episode? I see the look on your face, Joe, and I love it. Thank you. That's going to be a mem tomorrow. Mine. It's my fucking question. <laughs> so, last season on the Fab Five campaign, a group of wayward travelers banded together on the road and started off on a journey that led them across the Dowern Empire and into the Margarden Federation as they became entangled with an ancient cult bent on changing the very nature of the world around them. Together, this new group of adventurers had faced down armies and dragons on their travels. They've made new friends, dangerous enemies, and have generally disrupted the lives of countless individuals along their journey. The group has laughed together, cried together, and saved each other's lives more than once one might expect 
for such a ragtag group. But now, Fab Five, you all find yourselves at the bottom of an ancient temple hidden deep below a lake far to the east of Laveran. You had decided to ally yourselves with the Erudite Conclave, an order of lore masters and archaeologists who record the history of the world and fight to regain the lost wisdom of the ancient world. You, benefit, you befriended a conclave field researcher named Tomas Rothen, who had been investigating the cult of the dreamer, where he met you all. And he enlisted your aid in his latest investigation, namely, to seek out an individual known as the Dream Witness, who Tomas believed could reveal the true intent of this cult of the dreamer. Following your leads, eventually led you to this very island, and, on our last episode, you confronted the Dream Witness and attempted to learn the truth. During that encounter, Vale pressed hard to uncover the location of a magical tome he read about in his youth. The figure who first appeared to the Fab Five taunted the group before, at first before showing a vision to the group of a distant location and a plain leather book among a treasure hoard. Vale pressed on about the book and just barely managed to fight off the mind-enslaving effects of the thing that was floating in front of him. This caused Eloise to react and cast a, the slow smell, spell, revealing to her the fact that the robed figure was nothing more than an illusion. This revelation sent Vale swim, swimming down to the lower level of the tunnel, where he found a vision of horror in the waters below the lake. A fish-like monstrosity with long tentacles that ended with large eyes at the tips and a massive singular eye in its center. Vale cast a signature spell on the ancient aberration, catching it in a magical field of entropy, but the horror lashed out with its eye ray of its own, instantly rendering him unconscious and bleeding out. Through a heart-racing series of events, Liam managed to stun the creature, and together, the remaining members of the Fab Five launched themselves into a furious attack to save their fallen friend. In the end, the Fab Five managed to defeat the Dreamless, and with its dying breath, the creature showed our heroes a disturbing vision of a massive monster destroying a gigantic tree. When your visions finally cleared, you found the body of the Dream Witness dissolving away, and the remaining humans you didn't kill in the temple are beginning to cry out in the confusion as they try to stand. Your group swam down to the lower chamber, where they first found the true dream witness, and there the group discovered a treasure chest filled with ancient platinum coins, two un unidentified potions, and a gold crown with an onyx gem resting on top of the coins. You also discovered a small tunnel leading east at an upward-sloping angle that just kind of went off into the darkness. And so, Fab Five, you had gathered a bit of what you could from the corpse of the Dream Witness, and you put that in your bag of colding. I assume you also gather up everything from the chest, right? 
Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. Who who took the potions in the crown? Uh, I've just uh, got them. Oh. I don't know who took the... Oh, I, I think you were going to identify them. Yeah, I, I would identify them. Um, if you're over there, I'll go over to you and uh, try to ritually cast identify on these items. Okay, so you're casting identify on the three items. Now, that's going to take you about 33 minutes in total. All right, so, so how about we just do it on one of the potions and the crown? Okay, so that would because be the twenty. Look identical, correct? Yep, um, they appear identical, and it is okay. about that. Will take twenty-two minutes. Okay. Um, and we have stated before that I can't identify as I'm walking. Correct? No, it is an actual ritual spell. You have to sit down and perform the ten-minute ritual, and yada okay. yada yada. All right. Um, does anybody have any objection to that before we move on? No, that's uh, fine. The only reason. The reason I ask is, if this crown is, in fact, cursed, I don't think we want to be taking it with us. Yeah. So, no, uh, yeah, ritual cast Fair enough. Yeah. Sure. While he's doing that, uh, can I swim up the, up the tunnel and see where that leads? So, um, yeah, you absolutely could, Apollyon, because you've got your swimming speed. Um, are you gonna are you gonna swim for the whole twenty minutes following the, the the path? Well, depending on how far it goes, I guess. Okay, ten so, minutes there, ten back. <laughs> you, well, you tell me. I mean, I mean, I have no idea how long the path is. So, well, then uh, let's say um, you begin swimming up the the tunnel. Um, the tunnel itself is. Not very huge. It's about um, eight, nine feet wide all the way around and narrows a little bit as it goes in, but it's still more than big enough for to accommodate you. And you begin swimming off down, down the tunnel. Um, what's everybody else doing while Apollyon is uh, checking out the tunnel and Vale is casting his Identify spell? I figure I'd be guiding these uh, lost people into this smaller room over here. Okay. So as you go swimming over towards the people, they seem to be in pretty big distress. Um, most of them are questioning, where, where am I? Who are you? What, what is this place? And it doesn't take you long to realize that they're actually chained at their ankle to the floor. Ah. Um, then I will go get blood and uh, inform him of this with his mad lock-picking skills. I figured he could start picking these locks in the time that he's uh, casting that. Okay. I can do that. Are the, I assume they're locked. They are locked. Um, it It's not a huge DC. I'm not going to make you roll for this. It's just while Vale is, is doing that, you can't you can spend the, those 20 minutes going around and carefully picking these locks. Um, are you saying anything to them while you're working? Uh, I'll just start asking them, like, you know, what's their name, where they're from, uh, do they remember how they got here? Okay. Tomas is coming over to help you as well, and together the three of you begin speaking to people. It's very quick to realize that 
they have no memory whatsoever beyond realizing that they're here. They don't have any names. Most of them are asking, who are you? Who am I? Where, where are we? What, how did we get here? These people are very emaciated. Like, when I say emaciated, I mean, imagine you're a person fed minimally and, and kept in a sitting position for years upon years. Most of these people, that you're now that you're looking at them, you're beginning to realize are closer to the elderly side of things. Late 40s to early 60s range. Um, quite a bit, a bit of them are human. There is a couple dwarfs and a tiefling as well. Um, what they are really isn't that important because they have no idea who they are or why they're there. And all these people are terrified, absolutely terrified right now. I'm trying to uh, calm them down, just telling them that I'm someone that you can trust, uh, stay calm, and... And we'll we'll work. We'll you'll remember tomorrow. So I'm just kind of giving them guidance that tomorrow their memories will come back to them. They'll be fine with a persuasion of twenty three. Okay. And with your twenty three persuasion, you do seem to be getting them to calm down a bit, and they seem to be a little more um, taking uh, taking relief that you're taking charge and reassuring them. I guess would be the best way to put it. But that you are definitely calming down. That none of them seems to be overly anxious. They're all scared, obviously. But they do seem to be taking in everything you're saying and at least taking, getting some comfort there. So, um, Apollyon, you go swimming for about 10 minutes time, 11 minutes time. The, the tunnel itself does not narrow. It stays at fairly a consistent size at this point. Um, the path has gone eastward and continued just a slow, steady incline upward at a very gentle slope. You can tell as you're going down this tunnel, it is rising a little bit. Um, but in this dark, confined chamber other than a few lake plants here and there it's feeling a bit claustrophobic do i see any kind of like you know lighter any light up ahead or anything you have not okay um would I even have a way to, like, keep track of time? Not really. I mean, other than, like, counting in your head and that sort of thing. I think I'm just going to turn around and go back before I get too far away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This goes on forever! So you turn back around and begin swimming back towards the group. Um, by this time, Vale, you have been able to cast your Identify Ritual on the two items. The well, what? The what's that, Eloise? I was gonna ask when there's uh, just ten minutes left. Um, how long have we been underwater? You're muted, Joe. 
I want to. I don't think I'm at most what eight hours. Maybe we haven't been underground because not a whole day. Definitely not a full day. Do you remember what time you guys got to the island? It was evening. None we of attacked. you really. None of you have the keen mind feed, so you, you, it after, you mostly. It was definitely after dark. There, they had a fire or whatever. They had that stuff going, but it was yep. yeah, it was late when we got there. Yep, it was yeah. late. It was. And I late. didn't cast. I didn't cast water breathing until we were in just before we went through the portal. Yeah, in to the go underwater. Yeah, yeah, into the manicor's chamber. So it's it has it definitely has not been twenty four hours okay. since oh. since you were under since you were in that chamber anyway. Because you're still breathing water. Yeah, but it, it like it hasn't been close to it hasn't even been close to 24 hours yet. It's hard to judge because there are no windows. You are completely under the lake and in an underground temple. It, you guys, you guys can kind of guesstimate what time it is, but you, since you don't have a clock or anything like that, it's hard to judge exactly what time it is. Do you guys want to do anything else during the 10 minutes? Okay, well, then, just in case these, I will ritually cast water breathing on us, just in case. So, by the end of the 10 minutes that it takes, Pollyon should be back, and I can get all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, just in case. You can definitely do that. That's no problem whatsoever. Um, Vale, the potion that you cast Identify on is a potion of cure disease. Ooh. Ooh, those would be interesting. The crown. What's that? We got two of those, right? Yeah. Correct. And that's the crown. Crown of the deep. Ooh, those are cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fucking cool. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. That completes my Aquaman motif. You gotta tune all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, tune. Yeah. No arguments from anyone in the group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's <laughs> gonna fight Apollyon for it if he wants it? He's How long does it take it. to attune? Does it take an hour? An hour. An hour. Yeah, an hour is short rest. So, uh. As Apollyon comes back, I explain to him what the crown is, and I'm holding it out to him as if, uh, with my mage hand, uh, as if, uh, he's, this was made for him and it belongs on his head. (laughs) All right, I really feel like royalty now. I'm Aquaminotaur. So you put the <laughs> you put the tiara on or the crown? Yeah. Okay. Is it cursed? You put it on. You put it on. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. I just asked him. Why do you try to what? take it off? Well, I guess the trident. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, try to take it off right away. You oh, immediately the... you immediately take it off and hold it in your hand. The, oh, okay. <laughs> the manta ray cloak and the trident, I guess, aren't attunable needed to be so you know this is the only one you'd need to attune so to. i'm just gonna the next time we rest give up my uh circlet of intelligence or whatever 
Oh yeah, that's true. You're wearing the circlet, so you'd have to take that off before you could put the crown on. Yeah, so I'll just I'll we'll just wait till we oh. rest. Well, I'll take it. Fair enough. Yeah, but I can't just give it to you now. I know. Well, you could, but but it would still be a tune to me. It wouldn't do either yeah, one of us. Yeah, it wouldn't do it either of you any good. I'm just saying you can. See, and I had a whole speech about hey, <laughs> this this is what this item will do for you. It would make me dumber if I put it on. It actually would. You can't get to be more dumber than I. <laughs> It'll help blood find traps. Okay, so what are you guys wanting to do? <clears throat> uh, I vote we either secure this room here and try to get a long rest or go up topside to get a long rest. Either That's way. I'd love to be on land for this rest, to be honest. Well, didn't Blood want that um, tabaxi gem from the other room? You know, you just gotta bring it up. Plus, you got water in your sacks now. You're gonna uh, want to empty them out. I don't want to deal with that other trap. We'll forget the gems. Vale looks at you all shocked. A rogue. Forgetting about gems. No, no, no. It's not that I'm forgetting about them. It's I don't want to fucking get hurt again. That goddamn you know thing what? almost ate me. You've changed. You've changed. <laughs> You're almost like a ranger now. <laughs> well, it, it's funny you mention that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could go look at them if y'all want. We just need to find a way to clog that trap again so it doesn't eat me. Well, it's got the dead body on it. Well, y'all are really fucking playing with his emotions here. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, Matt. So when I leveled up, I gained a level. Does that give me... I'm sorry, I gained an additional spell slot. Sure. Does that give, give me that spell slot? So the way I've always imagined it is... Whenever a wizard is in his downtime, he's working in his book, uh, working out spells. Uh, coins will know that uh, the wizard that I play, I say shit like that every time we're in our short rest, because th that's, in my w mind, how a wizard uh, gains his next spells. During the interim, every night he's working on his spell book, trying to devise new ways to do spells, and then when you level up and you gain your next spells, those are the spells you are working on. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. So I gained, um, you know, two additional fourth level spells, or two additional spells, but I gained one additional spell slot, so I'm assuming... Well, you'd I, a, I mean, you still have, you'd still have to take your long rest to get to um, have your spell slots restored, but when you okay, complete so your that, long... that was my question. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you leveled so, up and you have that information, but you still have to go through a long rest to restore the spell slots. Okay, I, I knew multiple spell slots, but I figured since I leveled up and I gained one additional spell slot, I wasn't sure if that one gave me that, you know, at least one spell slot. But if not, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you, you hurry up and go up topside and take a long rest and you'll have it. I mean, it's okay. depends on how long you guys are wanting to take to go take a long rest. 
Yeah, I think we should go um, go in the other room, grab the, those gems, and then head up top. Are we going to go through this tunnel here, here that Apollyon went through, or are we going back to the beach no, where the horses are? There, so would I be back by now? Oh yeah, you're definitely back. Woo! That tunnel's long, y'all. I don't, I don't know where it leads. I swam down it for a while and didn't find anything and decided to turn back for I got too far away from you all. Now, did you swim down it or did you swim up it? It seemed like it was going up a little bit towards the surface. Right. Maybe. Don't just very very it leads to the lake. It might lead to the lake somewhere, but remember, our horses are up above. We'd have to go Hi, above us on the island near the lake. Yeah, but what if this this thing could come out at the very far end of the lake, and then we have to what walk across the fucking water again just to get to the horses? But you're afraid of a little swim. No, it's just a waste of resources. You'd have to burn a spell slot there. You'd have to use more magic then. We're resting on the island, or are we leaving? Why don't we just go up now, rest, and then leave in the morning? You have to remember that Polly and Shark Friend is on the other side of those doors waiting yeah. for us as well. But his new pitchfork there gives him command over that shark. Oh, that's not the only trap. Indeed it does, because I'm Aquaminotaur. So he can use whatever that stairs trident has to keep telling that shark to stay away. Until we are passed. As you guys are kind of debating this, Tomas comes swimming up to you all, followed by what people can actually move around in the water and they're having a difficult time trying to even move around. As I said, their bodies are like horribly atrophied. They have no muscle tone whatsoever. They're very little more than skeletons. There's a couple of them that are moving around, but a lot of them just seem like they're having a difficult time. And Tomas comes down swimming towards you all and he's like, so what's the plan, everybody? Everyone wants to go backwards. They're afraid of the tunnel. No, we're afraid of the tunnel. It's we don't know where it's going to take us. He was swimming for ten, fifteen minutes, and he still didn't reach the end. It could come it out on the other out. side of the mountain. We don't know. Well, all right then. We head backwards. What about all these people here? We can't just leave them. We may have to put one on each of our shoulders. Come back I and can do drag them. Probably. You guys got. I room? can give. I can give them the option. So I turn to the the people and I say, "Ladies, gentlemen, if you will listen to me carefully, in the words I say very carefully, I could ease this burden you guys all have right now and end it swiftly for you if you'd like to step into this portable hole I have." <laughs> And I give them the option to either take me up on the offer to walk into the portable hole and I tuck it away and continue up to the surface or I don't know what the other option is for bringing them up. You're, you're going to have to beat a persuasion of 23 because I'm going to be telling them not to go into that hole. Well, so right. go ahead go ahead and make an, yeah, go ahead and make your persuasion check first, Vale. And then make an insight check. I'm gonna 
bump him as I go uh, by. Crit, um, it's 22. Crit on the wrong one. Yeah, these people seem dubious at best. They're more looking at you like, what the f- What is he talking about? Is is there a way we can make like a makeshift stretcher or something? I got it. I take out some some rope. I got 10 feet of hemp and rope, and I just tie it around my waist, and then I uh, tell all of them to just hold on, and I'll pull them. Wait, you've got 10 feet? Who sells rope in 10 feet feet feet. chunks? You should have more than 10 feet. It's just 50. Oh, it should be 50? Yeah, 50. Maybe 10 is the length or whatever. Or the weight. Okay, so I have a bunch of rope. So I tie the rope around my waist and then have it like dangling behind me and have each one of them like, you know, grab a little bit. So I, I will repeat once again that these people have no muscle mass whatsoever. They can grab onto it. And as fast as you can move a polyon, they're going to slip right off. Now, what you can do, which Tomas, Tomas hearing this, uh, uh, speaks up and he says, well, we could tie the rope around each of their waists, and then you just drag them. But they might break in half. They're pretty frail right now. You're right. Tie it around their waist, tie it, like, in their armpits, around their back. Oh, yes, that too. (laughs) Just tie it around their ankles. I'm gonna go over and I'm just gonna, like... Shove Vale's head around their neck. Just to, just to take the lead on this, I'm gonna go up to the tiefling one because humans are disgusting, and uh, wrap that one's arms around my neck and start swimming with that one on my back. Okay, you're a human, aren't you? Yeah, I was gonna. Say. Yeah, but humans. Say, still yeah. Are, right? I consider myself completely aside from most cultures. Okay, so. Uh, I, I get it. So Liam goes over to the tiefling, uh, who is a woman, and where you wrap the, your her arms around you and just start swimming forward. What's the rest? Yep. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, I'm going to go up to these three and uh, scoop them into my portable hole. Oh my! These God. three dead ones. The dead ones. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. Um... Blood will distract the others. <laughs> Oh, they're what might have been former friends are fucking loaded into a goddamn hole. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna making take... a big scene of it. Sorry, Eloise, go ahead. No, that's okay. I'm gonna take oh, at least right. two of them. <laughs> and with I'm that... Gonna... Sorry, go ahead, Eloise. I was gonna say, I'm gonna take two of them uh, and wrap it or wrap some rope around uh, from each end, two of them, and, in the... and I'm gonna drag from the middle and swim while I swim. Okay, so you're basically we're daisy chaining the yeah. them to get them together, um, wrapping around underneath our armpits and kind of doing like a bit of a harness type thing with uh, with Apollyon's fifty feet of rope. And I mean, single column is all it would take. Yeah, yeah, probably. I got fifty feet too. I'm sure Liam does. Yeah, you can spend uh, some time Bill working on this. Tucks away his fifty feet of silken rope. Tucks it back under his cloak. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't don't use the silken rope. That's gonna burn them so bad. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, that's gonna hurt us in our hands. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, it's so rough that silk. 
And so yeah, my... that's the problem. It's not. That's the shit that burns. The more <laughs> contact you make, the more friction, and the more it'll burn you. You need rough rope. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, I, I defer to your wisdom on this one. Science sucks. Rope burns suck. You want rough rope. You may you may lose like the top layer of skin, but skin is a renewable resource. That's so much better than a burn. Trust me. I still have scars. Getting a lot of inside into Melissa's private life. <laughs> <laughs> where? Okay, uh, real quick. Are these deformed humans? Is that what we're still calling them? So I could add them to my hole. Yeah, the, I would guess I would still call them yeah. deformed humanoids. Okay. It's gonna be nine you of see them my brother-in-law's but... leg? He did a. I think it was a tough mutter or some one of those things and one of the ropes he was climbing of course they're using you know acrylic and nylon ropes so they're super smooth and he came back with such burns on his on his calf like i mean it 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 burned him down through multiple layers of skin it was ridiculous yeah so yeah. moral of the story natural fiber ropes rough is better Good to know. So, um, you guys can daisy chain up the the humanoids, and while while you're doing this, and Apollyon, you're strong enough. Um, I'm just going to ask for a very simple athletics check. One time is all all we need, really. I can help you. Absolutely. I'm strong. Do it with advantage. Well, all right. Twenty one. Yeah, Twenty one. With it's no problem. You're going to be moving at half speed. Because you're dragging along a bunch of people, but with Eloise helping, it's not too bad. And you guys can traverse through the water. Now, are you dragging all of them along with you as you head back to those gems? Uh, I'll stay in like the main hallway and blood and... Yeah, are you guys still going for the gems? I thought you said you weren't. Are we? Yeah. All right, you're coming with me then. Yeah, I'll watch from a distance and provide no, emotional no, no, support. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this were, is the perfect were... time to split the party. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think they're that huge priority at the moment. I'm going to remind you guys of that trap. It might not still be frozen at this point. Uh, but look that for has a, a dead to, body in the mouth? Look for a lever to turn it off, though. Like, because I'm pretty sure there would be one. I mean, do we want to do this? Or Unless just it's magic. Of getting the friggin' stream moving. Just move on. Well, well, why don't we just jump to the room and see how difficult it would be to take those gems? Well, here's the thing. Because blood and the group as you guys go swimming into the chamber with the uh, the face trap the first thing you notice blood you have a pretty high passive perception that there is not a body in this room got eaten by it well from your from your angle you can only see the back of the pill the column itself but the thing you do notice is that you do not see the dead the body that you left in there hmm we throw another body in. Well, Want me to freeze not... it? I can freeze it again. 
that's not my concern. Is my concern is why is there no evidence of the other body? Maybe it went down the hole, the gullet. That's possible. I'm gonna go over and start freezing it with frostbite cantrips. Okay. On the side here. You go swimming over and be- um, immediately begin casting your frostbite. Uh, cantrip, running a layer of frost over the thing. Go ahead and roll for your damage. Give me... I don't remember how many I said last time, so just uh, give me five uh, five of your damage. Total. Nice. 17, 20, 28, 37. Uh, You guys are making me have to look up the freaking damage of this thing because I don't even remember what that was. Oh, it did plenty to me. I remember that specifically. I know. I just have to... I have a note. I just have to pull it up. I froze it with 37 ah, points that's what it was. Cold. Okay. So, if it rolls under the damage you rolled, Eloise, which is what? 37. 37. Then it will be frozen. That's how I did it last time. Its damage was less than than your damage. So it was frozen. So, if what it is, is 40-10. So I'm going to roll that now. That would be perfect. And if you did more... The thing stays frozen. The is froze shut. Okay. Okay. Um, now, if this fails, you had to get up there close to to be doing this. And if it fails, you're taking the damage. Fun. Just so you know. Okay. Here we go. Twenty-four points of damage. You cast your spell and you begin swimming towards it slightly. The the jaws. F- begin to shift and hold fast. And you have frozen it closed. You don't know how long hey, you have, but you can yeah, do it. Yeah, blood, go. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep cantripping this shit. Just go. Where's my necromancer? Right here. Is anyone else following blood? Get the diamonds. diamonds. No, not at all. Okay. All right, then we'll split it me and you, blood. Sweet. And I'll leave. All you're going to hear from the hallway is, hey! Well, I'll check for traps on the actual gems themselves. Okay. I'll help you. Roll for investigation. Well, if he's helping. Uh, That's pretty good with the 21, but... Oh, yeah, Uh... we're going to go with that 21. (laughs) Should I just... I'm I'm trying to help, and I'm just sticking my hands in front of your face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he is. As far as you can see, there it does not appear that anything is... You don't see any traps. It is just gems were car, um, inset into stone. Go ahead. Um, what, what are you using to pry these off? Would it be thieves tools or sleight of hand or... Well, I'm asking what are you well, using to I mean, get I've the got, gem out? I mean, well, I guess I've got daggers and crowbar. Right. Yeah, crowbar. Well, I, yeah, I've got a, I'm a fucking... Yeah, he's a thief, of course. Yeah, I would assume that'd be in a, yeah, I'd assume that'd be in a thief's tools. Okay. You're using a crowbar. Go ahead and make an athletics check for me. Why? Yeah, that's going to be great with minus one. At least you won't break them. 
Eleven. Eleven, you put your your crowbar to that first big stone, that diamond, and you're wedging and wedging and trying to trying to get it out, and the crowbar slips, and you see you hear as the diamond is cracked. I mean, if we're going off athletics, we're not going to get wait. A diamond's cracked from a crowbar. He rolled a real diamond then. Yeah, if we're gonna be basing it off. Well, okay, you know, fine. A piece chipped off. How you like that? I don't know, mechanics. I'm doing just a fucking instead of a diamond. We're gonna Maybe his very, crowbar is made of diamonds. Very poor results if we keep going with it. Yeah. So. I mean, All right. How about this? I'll help you with the next one. Get the leverage on it. We're already here. Let's just do it quick. Maybe try try it with your dagger. That way, it's more. The two weak. Yeah, ones. more of a finesse. Dexterity based. If you want to use yeah, your definitely da- use the dagger. If you want to use your dagger, I'll let you roll a sleight of hand check. Well, that's what I was gonna go with the dagger. Well, you said you wanted people, to use a crowbar. People are like, use your crowbar. I was like, fuck. I guess I'll use the crowbar. I just asked if you had one. Twenty-five sleight of hand. Plus fifteen. Holy shit. I was honestly just doing this to fuck with you a little bit, Blood. Um, you, you get your dagger in there, you work it at it a bit, and you do pop out the gems. Um, let me see what those were. Okay, you are able to get out uh, one slightly damaged uh, large diamond worth about 300 gold, six sapphires worth about 50 gold each, a dozen emeralds and a dozen rubies. Uh, and worth about 10 gold east. Of, do you have a list of that? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess what was the tabaxi one? Because that one I am definitely keeping. Whichever one you want it to cool. be. Oh, well, I like, I'd say make it the diamond one, but I'm not going to do that. No, don't make it the diamond, because if it's just a plain old 300 gold diamond, I can use it for yeah. revivify if ever we need it. I think I have revivify. Hold on. Alright, let me put this... Well, druids technically have it. But yeah, I don't, know I don't have it today, have but I usually I have right. access to it. I'll put this on our list. Revivify. Yeah, if you want, go ahead and take the diamond for the uh, for revivify. Okay. I put the other stuff on here. Yeah, that's your cut, Eloise. <laughs> oh, the cut that's going to be used for whoever drops dead next. Okay. Hey, how about we split the rest of them, Vale? That one's actually used for the the better. This one's for the party. party. It's not for me. Yeah, we'll we'll split the others. <laughs> Never try to screw oh, over mean, the healer for money. I was just gonna because I'll gonna just let so. you be dead. I was half kidding when I said we should split it. Uh, just you know, whoever came down here, but I want to come back, quote unquote, empty-handed and try to bluff my way out of. <laughs> oh, there, no there was nothing back there. Yeah, Louis is gonna call bullshit. I want to play an evil cleric sometimes that just charges the, the party gold to be healed. Uh, Poe should start doing that. He's a wizard and cast heal. Uh, poor guy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, wait till Mava gains a couple levels. She'll be able to lay on hands, heal all you guys. Oh, I know. I'm just goofing around. I honestly don't care. Anyway. All right, how about this? Yeah, all right. And after, it, it takes them about 
15, 20 minutes or so, and Apollyon, uh, Liam, you're both kind of getting bored sitting there waiting for them. Eloise, you keep gazing down the corridor near the thing. Passing frostbite to keep it up. Uh, for the sake of it, for the sake of time, I'm just not going to have the last monster of this area kill you. I, I see specifically for so that I could keep it frozen. I was uh, no, there is a monster in that sand filled chamber, and I was oh, kind shit. of thinking to myself when hey, they when ahead. they come back through, I'm going to have them fight it. But you know what? Since it's uh, the first episode of season two, and I want you guys to progress in the story, it's just going to leave you alone. Was that the one with the kelp? The room with the kelp? Yeah, on the, the bottom. Yeah. The room with the kelp. It was a death kiss. Ooh. That guy was. Oh, that, that, it's something that would have wrecked you, but it's okay. I'm gonna leave it alone wait, because it would have wrecked me with my six hit points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, and no spells. Yeah. Which is and but it's season two. I'm in a generous mood, and I'm gonna Yay. say you guys are able to drag these humans through the water up to the next area. Now I'll remind you that in the next area. There was that shark, as you guys said. <laughs> Apollyon, you swim up to that door, and when you open it, I'm going to even show you it on the map real quick, just so you can see. There's that room, and when you guys get to that bottom area, you do see that shark swimming around near the bottom. Go ahead and do what I know you want to do. I'm going to raise that trident up and cast, uh, what is it, Dominate Beast. And what is the DC on that? Uh, oh, I forgot I had a DC. Uh, one moment, please. Probably like 14, or if it's an item. 12 or 14, something like that. There we go. Okay, DC 15. 15, yeah, that's good. And that's a Wisdom? Yes. Awesome. This thing has a 10 wisdom. Let's see how it rolls. That's an 11, Yay. baby. Alright, it is dominated! And it swims down by you and kind of nudges you a little bit on the side with the side of its head. Curls around and just gets in position, waiting for you. Alright, I hop on it. And everyone, go ahead, Blood. I was going to say, lock him in here so he can leave. You're you're still tied to all these people. Don't rip them in half. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, lock him in here so we can go. You are still tied to all these people, and you you oh, have he's gonna help, he's you have now just mounted this shark in front of all these people and your friends. I'm going to tell the shark, pull. And it does, and it shoots off at a blinding pace. Everyone jerks back, and you hear ten screams of absolute terror. Or nine, or I don't know. It was nine. So, so eight screams of terror, because one of them hey, is on I've got one on my back. Yeah, so eight screams of terror. As Has anybody ever um, d uh, done tubing on the back of a jet... Uh, on, on the back of a... Um, yeah. Yes. Motorboat? It's the best. Yes, it really is. Yeah, some people do that. So that's. Oh, I love when I get I get whipped out of the wake. Oh, it's so good. 
And that's what happened to these poor people who have who are basically skeletons in skin, and there's probably a bit of damage to each of them. As oh you- yeah. So Bale's gonna bring up the rear with his portable hole ready to go, oh my just god. in case. Oh my god! But did they die? Or did they die? <laughs> Someone's hoping they did. Uh, someone is hoping. Uh, I'd say if Matt rolls a four on a d4, then they all die. All? Jesus. Yeah, that works for me. No friends for Vale. Ah, damn it. It was a 75% gamble. Was there anything down here in this lower passage we should look out for if you just wanted? Nothing, yeah, there wasn't anything in this area. It was just a wide open chamber that the sharks could have retreated to and sniped you later if they wanted to. Yeah, okay, gotcha. You guys are able to swim back up towards the surface and of, of the temple, which I'll move you to that map, because you guys do come to the very top of the corridor, eventually, and you all start dragging these poor people out of the water and onto the ground. You, Apollyon has to lift them a little bit in his arms to pick them up and move them and probably help them take their caps off now that they are out of the water. Collect. They're, they're wearing those and those amulets, right? They were. Man, I'll collect those. They won't need them anymore. Yeah, we so I'm, now I'm looking at at everyone. How is is other than Vale? Is anyone else rough looking? Uh, I, I'm as healthy as I can be. Yeah. <laughs> How's Polly doing? I'm okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna tap a cure wounds into Vale because he's limping. My. Give you a, a side smile and a wink. Thank you, Eloise. There you go. Uh, those the amulets they're wearing. Those are those continual flame things, right? Correct. Yeah. Right, so we've got actually because we found seven up top, and then we collected a bunch off of dead bodies, and then we've got their nine. So we have twenty nine of those things total. Well, now, now, now that you bring that up. As you're removing them off these people, and they're kind of like, what are, you, what are you doing? Why are you taking these things from a stop? And they're kind of like fighting you are a little bit. keeping them alive? The one, th- the one thing you do notice is that they are no longer glowing like they were. So it only works when you're underwater. Maybe. Or maybe or it was her power. Well, oh. the, the, the caps they got on, those are underwater breathing caps, I assume. Yeah, did those you, could be handy. Did you ever cast Identify on them? I don't remember. We, I think no, I they, they only had the medallion, and since he did cast Identify on the medallion, then they only had two items on them, the caps and the medallions, and their robes weren't making them breathe underwater, so I'm assuming by deduction that it's got to be the caps. That's fair. So, um, I'm going to... Take one of the caps and put it in my uh, in my pocket in one of my robe pockets. And so we got fourteen. You can absolutely do that. So does does anything happen to them when you take the necklace off? No. Um. Some of them seem more confused while you're trying to. Um. And 
you, you, you looked at them and you noticed this. Are you still trying to take them off them? Yeah, in my big boot, I say, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you just hand over all your possessions now. We have saved you. You are alive. Just go ahead and give us your caps and your amulets, and everything will be all right. You'll be provided dry clothes. I'm going to poke Apollyon in the back of the knee with my staff. Blood, he'll just tell him it's like... All right, I'm going to roll intimidation at disadvantage since I'll always hit. I'm going to try to make you wobble. I'm like, he was, these were items that were out of going to sleep. Apollyon goes stumbling forward onto his knees and assumes the Loki pose um, out of habit. But um, apart from that, the, these people seem rather dubious about this, and they're kind of holding on to the amulets and don't seem to want you to take them. Vale says, do you want to go back down there, or do you oh want to come God. back up here with us? Blood will just heal. Like, All right, guys, guys, you're not helping. These were items of your enslavement. We just want to find out exactly what they are and what they do. We will give them back if you truly do want them later. Uh, so before my spell wears off on the shark, I'm going to have the shark come and like leap out of the water into this room on dry land. And then I'm going to go over to it and just in one, one fell swoop, cut its head off with my scimitar and go, Guys, Aww. I found us dinner. Okay. Um, oh my god. Go ahead and roll for attack. Can you even convince it to do something that would be harmful to it? Like jump onto land? Like land? Jumping out of the water will harm it. These people are. Yeah, but you're you're was, beaching it. I was thinking you could have it just hang out in that tunnel, and anything that would come down to investigate the dream witness would attack it. But. Yeah, but shark's not that big of an enemy. Somebody could defeat it. So I, I am going to say that it was able to get to the the door, and with its fins, it's having a hard time getting all the way through the door. It do, it can do that, but there's not a lot of room for it to do anything. If you're wanting it to just try, if you're commanding it to beach itself, it will move forward. If that's uh, if that's what I'm understanding. Don't you dare, Paulian! You don't want you don't want to eat some shark. It's, it's delicious. It is just doing what it was put there to do. Do not like you're gonna murder an innocent shark for no reason. <laughs> it's a water puppy. <laughs> All right, I'll command the shark to come over and like <clears throat> nuzzle Eloise and like be nice to her, and then I'll tell it to swim swim as deep into the cavern as it can. And it swims over to the edge as far as it can, Eloise, and you have to kind of step into the water a little bit. Oh, I do, and I scratch it right underneath. <laughs> and it rubs its, along its gills, and its flipper kind of goes along your leg a little bit as it turns back, and its tail gently caresses along your body before it swims down into the water and disappears down the corridor back into the depth of the lake. God damn you. Happy now? Yes. Did you know that they can't ever stop swimming or else they can't breathe? Uh, nope. I had no <laughs> idea. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm going to look forward to not having any idea for a bunch of stuff now. 
And as I do, I, as I say that, I take off the headband of intellect and I hand it over to Blood. I think you would make more use of this, sir. Thank you. I, I certainly will do. From now on, I'm just Fish Boy. <laughs> and I put on the crown of the crown of the deep. Hey Matt, what yep. happens to Apollyon when he gets out of the water? Well, you guys have been uh, spending a bit of time swimming back up, and Apollyon, when you guys did see him last, right before you saw that vision, his skin was becoming translucent and odd. And his veins were seeing through. But after your time underneath there, you realize his body is returned to its regular form. His skin is bright red, like always, and he has no issue being on, out of the water. I imagine I like like blow out like my my nostrils and, and like cough up some. <laughs> All the water that was in my lungs and everything, and like make a big production out of it. But then I'm like, "Oh yeah!" Can I do a medicine check just to make sure Polly's okay? Certainly. Okay. I want to make sure that there's nothing weird happening after he got hit with that. Where's my medicine? There it is. Twelve. You take a moment and examine Apollyon, um, prodding and poking his body in a few places, tickling along the ribs just to be mean. Um, <laughs> as near as you can tell, he seems perfectly fine. Whew, okay. You're good, and I smack him on the shoulder. Well, alright. I feel like a million gold pieces. As you should. Now let's get out of here. Let's do it. You guys very easily can work as a team helping these people. Um, some of them try to support themselves as uh, you lift them up. Um, but it's difficult for them. They have a hard time keeping their, their feet out from under them. It's almost as if they haven't actually stood up under their own weight in an extremely long time. Everyone has to kind of work together. What's that? Uh, I was going to ask a question. Does anybody remember if we went up any stairs to get to this room? We went downstairs to get to this room. But we did not go up any stairs. Pretty much everything was downstairs to get to here. Yeah. Cool, so that means it's all upstairs from here. So I'm going to wild shape into a horse so I can carry a few of them. Now, I will point out that the the small corridors. It, what, the corridors were pretty small. It's going to be difficult for a horse to navigate with some people on their back. Now, oh, what okay, I was getting ready to say, though, was that working together, you guys could easily lift and help support these people going in shifts to take them to the upstairs to the upper island itself if that's what you want to do yeah. can, she turn, can she turn into a cat bus though a cat bus no i'm afraid she does not have the cr rating to turn into a cat bus not yet but soon i was gonna ask for like a particularly robust like goat <laughs> mountain goat or you know? Yeah, I'll be happy to take a couple trips, two or three trips up and down if that's what's necessary. 
for expediency, it would be. I mean, you, uh, Eloise could transform into a cat or a, a, um, a warg or something like along those lines to carry one person one at a time if she wanted to do that. That yeah. th that would work just fine. And uh, all in all, all of you can working together. It wouldn't be a major challenge to lift these people up and take them out of the temple and up to the upper island. Yeah, Bill will offer a hand. <laughs> yeah, he does. I like it. Well, you do work together, and it takes you probably about 30, 35 minutes to do this. But eventually, all of you work together and head up to the upper part of the island. You'll remember you had to go down a few, a few uh, corridors and up a set of stairs, and you eventually got to the outer area, which was a the most unbusted up and unramshackle of the buildings of this ruined keep. That gravel? No, it's shadows. I hit him in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, as we emerge, uh, Vail, I mean, um, Jareth comes swooping down and lands on Eloise's shoulder and kind of, like, pecks at her, uh, her, her, um, side of her face. In a... Hey, buddy! <laughs> now, the How one thing... The one thing all of you notice as you step outside, it, it is bright out. Very bright. You all have to blink and squint your eyes as you open the doors to from this room and to step outside because the sun is full full at its zenith. What are the um what are these the humanoids or whatever they are, uh, what do they do in the light that they haven't seen in they, years? They all of them, you see, have their eyes closed, their head down. They're trying to shade themselves with their hands as best they can. Once you guys get them up, I imagined you all set them down on the ground um, to let them rest while you explored out again. And even the light coming through the holes in the walls and the ceiling and uh, in through the open doors, they're all blinded. <laughs> I'm I'm still chatting with Jareth and I'm like, has it been quiet up here? Is there anybody that's bothered you? Vale looks at um as Jareth swoops down and onto her shoulder and how they're chatting and whatever and he just Vale looks over and kinda of rolls his eyes and looks back to uh the humanoids and says, uh if you just close your eyes and let Apollyon follow you, it won't be as bad. You see Liam uh, turning his gourd upside down in frustration because he's all out of whiskey and he can't get to sleep without whiskey. Well, you uh, might have some in the hole. Oh, no, no, no. Does Blood see him doing this? I'll roll a perception to see if I can see him freaking out. That's 22. I'm guessing I see him freaking out. Probably. Uh, but, uh... Well, Mr. Liam, if you remember, I went down into the uh, wine cellar back at Sigmund's. That's right. What did you find? I'll just pull out because I got good wine and I think it was pretty decent whiskey. I got five bottles of each. You did. So I you get out. an immediate hug without like a chance to stop it. Well, I will give him one bottle of each. I'll be like, I, I'm just holding him out, and he's hugging me. They're pressed against our bellies. I'll be like, okay, buddy. All right, all right, yeah. There you go. Tie one on. Get a good net. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna open the haversack of colding and dump out all the water. Probably a good idea, and it's cold water. Like, the water itself is just barely shy of freezing, and as it pours out, it splashes on you, and you just shriek from the cold as it hits your legs. Not really, cold doesn't bother me. But oh, that's hey, right! Have a sack of cold oh, that's blocks. right! I forgot, you're a, a white dragonborn, so it doesn't bother you at all. Alright, Elsa. <laughs> let it go, let oh, it go! God, no. I hear blood with whistling that to himself. And Vale will dump out his portable hole, because I, I, I think I've opened it since, yes, I, I have opened it since, uh, since I dumped it out in the yeah. tiny hut. So. If you if you hit, hit, uh, stick it on a wall uh, and after opening it up, all the water will come pouring out. I'm going to uh, cast Prestidigitation on myself and dry, dry all my clothes and make the cloak of the manta ray and the cloak of billowing billow in the in the wind for a well, moment. Well, you can't. Oh my God. You can't wear both of them. You can Why only wear you... one cloak at a time. Why don't you dry well, out? Well, it's gonna friends. billow with prestidigitation. Okay? okay. Well, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> Just this one cloak of billowing. It is now in my sack. I'll. I'm oh. gonna give it to somebody. I'm gonna give it to Liam. <laughs> that's that's a bit too flashy for me, Boyle. Maybe Vale could uh, have it billow and uh, he, 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 uh, the zombies come out of his hole there. Oh, like uh, a metador. I like it. We had a chance to change out of our 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 uh, ball finery that night on the road, right? Well, I mean, you did spend a night on the road, and you did spend another night outside the island, so you tell me. Did you change? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was two days trip over there. I we changed. Uh, uh, yeah, I would hope so, but I mean, I, you never know. I guess blood didn't really need to change. He had the hat of disguise. That's true. Phew. Okay. Good. Good. And I'm gonna know. go walk around looking for gravel. Gravel. I think the other horses are over here. Yep. You find them. They're. They're, they've been pr uh, wandering about. Um, you, I, I don't know if you found them there necessarily. You probably found them somewhere. Wandering about, eating grass off the ground. Um, they seem to be staying clear of the water. Um, mm -hmm. But nothing has really been there to bother them. So they've just been wandering about the island. What about this one out in the water? <laughs> oh, that one's dead. <laughs> That one's just floating over okay. there. <laughs> what? Just, just a horse corpse? There's just a horse Why? corpse floating over there. I don't know. It's <laughs> just in the water, so I'm, I'm going for it. <laughs> no! That's your second carriage horse! It is. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It's just there, so I guess it, it's just a floating horse. No, I'm not going to do that to you. It's could originally cast speak with animals and find out what happened. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it was just swimming out there. He goes, "Well, I just wanted to take a dip. It's been kind of <laughs> hot today." Oh, good. Oh, I'm gonna take some swim. clumps of grass and start rubbing them down. And he kind of shakes everywhere and sprays everybody with water. And he, where have y'all been? It's been in scary. water. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey. So I I say um 
Okay, now now that we've all, you know, been acquainted and, and reunited, uh, what do you say about pitching a Liam and Tiny Hut and trying a, a real long rest this time? Should we do that here, or should we try to get off the island? I think uh, we need... I, I think, think we need... I think the island's a perfect place for a rest after we killed that bitch. Plus, these people need to, some time to adjust... Sunlight. It's gonna take a little yeah, while so, for them. Yeah, they get them. They could hang out and. Uh, is there any food for them? Not on us, but. Uh, do, do you guys have rations and things like oh, that? Yeah. I've rations. got uh, yeah, eight rations. I'll give them all eight of those rations. So imagine you, you are you guys taking a long rest? Is that what you guys wanting to do? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I imagine all of you kind of settle down on on top of the island. Um, in the hut, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Lumen's tiny hut. Can you build a fire in the hut? Uh, you don't need to because it's uh, it's comfortable can... and dry. Oh, I was just gonna ask you how you're gonna cook food. Uh, we'll cook we food outside, outside the hut. Yeah. But also, um, I'm gonna start pasting some flyers. As I understand, rations don't need to be cooked, do they? No. It depends on what they are, really, but probably not. I'm just a- I'm I'm asking what you're doing. This is uh, just role play out. Role play out. Um, I'm gonna spend an hour for- to try to tune with the uh, uh, crown of the deep. Okay. Okay. I'm sleeping with the horses. I'm ignoring the tiny hut. So I, I imagine Vale sits down and begins to ritually cast his tiny hut, and the dome appears around him. The horses are somewhere to the side, probably in the, you know, little corner over here where it's safe. Um, as, I'm, as I'm about to relax, I open up the portable hole, and I command the zombies to march in, and as... Uh, as the first zombie marches in, I uh, stick my dagger at the base of its skull and render him uh, dead again. And then as the skeleton moves in, he does the same and just pushes him into the hole. Okay. Folds it up. You send the two, those two back into the hole. God damn, dude. I'm going to post some flyers so that at this point it might as well be our calling card. <laughs> Isn't that how this last time? At this point, I'm worried we're going to get Mitchell killed. <laughs> I'm sure no, he can handle himself. He wanted me to post these flyers. He literally uh, told her to, so... I know, I know. I'm just... <laughs> do what you need to do. I'm just worried we're going to get him killed. That's all. Put it on this shrine over here. <laughs> After a few days, I'll happily pay some with her. Okay. So... Eloise and Liam set in uh, with the paste, the brushes, and the flyers, and begin pasting them all over the ruins on the island. About how long are you spending? Because Apollyon sat down for an hour to begin attuning himself to the crown. Uh, Tomas, the moment he get is away from everybody, he sits down uh, a little ways from the fire. And begins writing in his book. He just sits down. The book appears on his lap. And you don't see him looking up for, for the next hour. He is just writing everything he can. 
Blood's doing that as well. I would assume about I'd help her for about a half hour. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. Oh, I don't know. Eloise, go ahead and roll sixty ten. Plaster their monument with them. <laughs> Ooh, perfect, right in the middle. 30. Okay. So, total, you guys were able to, together, over the course of 30 minutes, were able to plaster 120 flyers. <laughs> wow. Whatever you rolled, I was going to multiply that by four. How many do you have left? To... Probably like 300. I have 355 left. And they are everywhere. They're on the ruined wall, all around the obelisk, on every surface she can find. A few under the broken and ruined tables. Um, she gets starts plastering them on the desk in that one, the mostly fit room, and the thing just breaks and, and falls yeah. down. I should note that the Golden Tongue said uh, if it was found out we got involved again that he was coming straight for us. Oh, I can't wait to meet up with that motherfucker again. I'm just saying, <laughs> we uh, we gotta really think about our calling cards. This is... Well, it could have been anyone posting these flyers. Yeah, everybody loves Mitchell's magical machinations. Oh, Maybe it was Mitchell who came here himself. Single-handedly. This time we set a trap for him. Last time he set a trap for us. I guess we're gonna do watches during the long rest. Uh, so the first um, the first couple watches, I'm going to pull out that spell book and see if I can uh, try to decipher it. Yeah, you can definitely do that. So, um, while Eloise and Liam have been doing this, Vale, after uh, creating his tiny hut, sits down and begins um, to work on the uh, the computations that he found in that uh, the book of the magic spells. Go ahead, Vale, and make an Arcana check. Okay. That is a 27. Shit. God damn. <laughs> you spend your fir your hour while Apollyon is doing his attunement. Uh, actually, he gets done a little bit before you. But um, you, the first spell in the spell book you realize is a spell called Unseen Servant. Ooh. The second spell, which you are you begin working out and you you because you have a 27 I'm giving you two you begin you're looking through the second spell at, as that first hour nears its completion and you realize you've seen the spell before it's gust of wind gust of wind you real okay. you're kind of flipping through and there is one more spell in the spell book it'll take probably take you another hour to work on a poly okay I'll go ahead okay. I was going to say, uh, with my next, uh, I mean, I could do that later, uh, 
as I'm, you know, the first couple watches I'm going to be up anyway. Sure. Uh, before I take my rest, so I'll do that later if you want me to roll later. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll settle that in a second. Apollyon, you've been, been um, uh, sitting down near your fire, focusing on the crown of the deep that sits upon your head, and over the course of an hour, very easily, it, it takes a little bit. You're focusing, you're focusing, and you feel it. You feel that connection. You um you you see you feel that you and the crown are now one. Uh-uh. Um, yes, what, yes. Speak to me, sea creatures. Bl- uh, Blood, what have you been doing during all this time? Uh, he'll do the headband of intellect. Okay. You sit there and you spend your time make uh, attuning to the headband of intellect. Let me get that off Apollyon's sheet real quick. I- I put one on mine. Did you? Already, so. Okay, it's already yep. it's already on there. Perfect. Yeah, and it automatically attunes. So I took that off a of Polyon's sheet for him. Um, go ahead and make a perception check as you're finish as you're finishing attuning to it, and you feel that click that your mind expands. The me do a perception? yeah. Make a perception check. Or whatever, yeah. It would be, I guess, investigation would be... Yeah, actually, it would be investigation, because it would be intelligence. 30! Crit, baby! You glance over, and you notice Apollyon sitting there. Oh, shit. But when you look, it's not Apollyon that's sitting over there. It's this horrible mutated form, a twisted and distorted version of a minotaur with face just oozing and almost as though like acid had been thrown over his entire body. And you just cry out in shock. The, 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 The vision of it just terrifies you to your soul and you scream out loud and just jump to your feet as you see this. What the fuck, God, um, uh, Apollyon? Uh, What's up, buddy? How are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm feeling great. The seas uh, are at my command. And you hear the words, but the voice is not Apollyon. It's deeper, more guttural. It's... And it sounds... Uh, it, it makes your ears just hurt a little bit. Uh Buddy, 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 buddy. I, and everyone can see this now. Everyone, as everyone now looking at a blood from a stone just jumping up and staring at it and yelling at Apollyon. You can all see the same thing. This just grotesque version of a minotaur sitting there in front of you. God damn it. And this is a great place to take our break. Fuck. So we will be right back, everybody. And we'll find out what happens what happened to Apollyon. Now, if you like what you saw here and you're enjoying our series, please uh, follow us here on Twitch. You can check us out on YouTube as well. Our links are below in the information. And you can follow us on Facebook as Random Rhapsody TV and on Twitch as Random underscore Rhapsody. Or not Twitch, on Twitter as Random underscore Rhapsody. So while we're gone, go check out those those sites follow us and whatnot and we'll be back in a few minutes stay tuned howdy everybody we are back with fab five campaign where apollyon 
has just mutated into this Lovecraftian horror version of himself. Mutated and twisted, um, kind of like Sloth from the Goonies. As everybody's staring at him now, you all begin to realize with a very sinking suspicion in your chest that the crown was indeed cursed. So, Apollyon... I, I see them all looking at me weird. And I go, what's wrong with you, jabronis? Dale says, I like the new look. <laughs> so, um, as long as the curse is affecting you, Apollyon, your creature type is now an aberration. Your appearance changes and distorts into a horrendous version of yourself, and it changes quite often. It's a little bit gibbering moundish. Um, we're going full Lovecraftian horror here with this. Um, unfortunately, you are also going to be making all of your wisdom saving throws with disadvantage, so keep that in mind. Yeah, I didn't have much wisdom anyway. This is true. Else, I probably put no, would, probably would not have put this crown on. <laughs> but yeah, um, you can take the the crown off, and you do try taking it off. Unfortunately, the effect still remain re remains there. While not wearing the crown, you do not have access to the powers. But if you take it off, you are still affected by the curse. Nope, I'll leave it on. <laughs> I assume you probably spend a little time playing so I don't mind explaining a little bit about what's going on here. Um, the, the poor people from the lake who has been kind of keeping themselves huddled together to, to stay warm see this, but they don't seem to be reacting much. It's almost as if the, they're so exhausted they're just taking everything in stride. Uh, Tomas, however, is just... See, actually looks up from his book and see this and does his jump. What the f What the fuck? God damn it. Is that a Pollyon? Yep. Yeah, it's a new him. Leave him alone, man. I like shrug. Tomas gets up and takes his book and gets on the other side of the fire and he sits back down and he's just like, this has been one long fucking job. And he sits back down and starts writing in his book again. I believe I'm just going to pass the F out. That's fair. Um, is, does anybody want to do anything? I know, Vale, you want to do your spells. Um, during that time, while he's settling in and probably beginning the, his first watch. Is anybody wanting to do anything else before they go to bed? No, I'm out. Um, I, are you guys uh, setting up a watch before you go to bed? Or is everyone just passing? Oh, yeah. We'll, well Vale said he was going to take the first few watches. Mm -hmm. and who's yep. who's yep. going after Vale? I'll take last watch. You I'll do go after Vale. You, I will say you do all notice that you are pretty much to the point of exhaustion. It's been well over twenty-four hours since you guys went to bed, so you're all feeling the effects of exhaustion. But since you are taking this long rest, it's not going to really affect too much. Anyway, um, Vale sits in for his first two watches. 
everyone lays down. Um, actually, before he, you do that, as everyone's kind of getting ready to lay down, Tomas, who's been sitting there writing, um, his, his legs crossed, the book on his lap, and writing all the, that time. Um, as everybody's getting ready for bed, he eventually he does stand up, and he looks around and he says, How tired are you all? I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about what we saw underneath there, but if everyone needs uh, an evening rest first, that's fine too. Well, we can talk a bit. I'm all ears. <laughs> I'm still going to sleep first. Apollyon's got like seven or eight ears. God I'm damn. also snoring. Oh, oh god, I don't even want to know what that sounds like. Oh, I'm sure it sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm really fucking upset that Lovecraft Country was not um, renewed for second season. I really love that that style of horror. And I, 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 it was great. So that's kind of where I'm, where my mind is when I envision Apollyon right now. Anyway. So the rest of you, uh, Vale, who's sitting there working on his the book, go ahead and make your Arcana check. But by, by the way, that's uh, twenty-one. So Tomas uh, stretches, gets the kinks out before sitting down at the fire, and he says, "So I've been thinking about everything we saw down there, and everything." that thing said in my mind and he he repeats everything that the dream witness had said in his mind which pretty much echoes what it said in yours you, you all kind of realize that you had all heard what they were saying to everybody during that time he says i was hoping we could talk a little bit about this before i write my final report about the expedition and get your insights that sort of thing First, about the question that is just sitting on my mind this entire time. Do we think that thing down there was the dream witness? That giant eyeballed thing that we killed? I wouldn't doubt that it was. I would definitely think it was the dream witness. The way it controlled uh, our, our thoughts, not controlled, but went into our heads in the way it just spoken with its last dying uh, breath gave, gave that vision. I, I have no doubt in my mind that that was the dream witness. Well, since you bring up that vision that we he gave us, what was that thing that we saw destroying that tree? Which I assume was the dreaming tree, right? That has to be what it was That's, represented. Why, That's what I was why was it destroying the tree? What's that? Why was it destroying the tree? Is another question. I mean, it, was that a good? Was that a a positive creature to be attacking in the dream tree? So uh, Vale's gonna think through his memory and of all the books he's ever read and all the pictures he ever see, has ever seen. Has he? Can he recall seeing anything like that coming across anything like that in the books he's uh, read? Make a history check. Same thing for blood just being out in the That's a Federation of the Wastes. 20 for blood for... If it's a creature from the 
Federation of the Wastes. So, Vale, you have never read anything about a creature that big, that massive. It yep. sort of looked dinosaurish to you, but you've read about dra or not dra a dinosaur, dragonish. But you've read about dragons it, during your time, mm -hmm. and they've all been described as a certain size, and that thing was three, maybe four times bigger than any dragon you've ever seen. And it didn't have, it didn't have wings. It it lumbered on two legs, not fours. So it definitely wasn't a dragon. But you've never read anything uh, that described something like that. Blood from a stone. This, it does, now that you're thinking about it, it does pick up a little bit of something in your mind. There had been very old stories from your childhood in the Tabaxi uh, tribes of a massive creature. A massive creature that slumbered and that the Tabaxi had been said to, to observe or possibly care for. Somewhere out there in, in the wastes, at the very beginning of tabaxi culture, there are myths and legends about a giant, gigantic monstrosity that your people knew about. And you had a name for it. Do you remember what that name was? Is it a Tarask? That was a name that was ah. said. Or that was the name that was said in the tellings of these stories. I imagine your elders sitting around a fire, um, telling these ancient stories of your of your people, and how you were driven from your homeland, from by the elves. And there was a, that connection to this massive monstrosity that its description and its name you're now thinking of. And you said this is something that they watched over it and maybe tended to it as it slumbered? There's there's a lot of different views on like it. Like different some, legends. Yeah. Some, some legends uh, said that they observed it. Others said they, they watched over it as it slumbered. Others said they protected, they defended and lived with it, or was a society ab on or above it. There are so many different stories and different tellings of it that... It, it really depended on who the, the tabaxi hero was, what the, the ancient uh, people were doing at the time. Um, it always was intermingled with different stories. I guess he'll start relaying some of that. It's like, you know, I, I remember learning from my father about ancient stories, thousands of years old, about a very, very large creature called a Tarask. It would slumber for Hundreds, perhaps thousands of years. I mean, our people, we were said to have watched over this creature in some of those myths. And some of them, it was a big, terrible thing that we just locked, looked at from a distance to make sure it didn't wake up. I mean, but there were some that we almost lived in harmony with the creature. I, like I said, there are, there are ancient stories that we can't really prove if they're real or not. But that's the only description. I mean... The scales on its back, the jagged teeth. I mean, it, it fits the old legends. And didn't she say that that... The Dreamer Tree? I mean, didn't we know it was thousands upon thousands of years ago that that thing was last seen, right? At least does the legend say? It, Tomas uh, peaks, uh, speaks up and he says, Well, 
They say that the Dreaming Tree was destroyed somewhere around 10,000 years ago. And some it's possible. Some say some the legendary heroes defended the tree. Defended the tree, though. Others say that they led the, the war against the tree. Well, if we go off that vision we saw, it looked like that creature attacked the tree, and then those heroes, didn't it seem like they ran in to the tree? After the hole was, like, torn open by that creature? So are you saying that the, those, uh, the heroes used the thing to get in the tree? I, I, I mean, that's what it kind of looked like. I... I mean, maybe, I don't know if it was that that creature was on the side of the heroes and the people of Europa. It's possible, or they might have just used it as a distraction. I mean, we we really need more information. I mean, I'd, I would love to say I could go home and talk to the village elders, but I am, uh, I am not welcome at home. Uh. Tomas kind of strokes his chin, and he says... The only things they ever said about the Age of Calamity after the destruction of the Dreaming Tree was that it was an age of absolute chaos, that great monsters fought across the land and everything above the surface was destroyed. All of the races were said to have gone down beneath the surface, and not all of them came back. And he kind of nods over to Vale, who's sitting there reading his book, and about this time, Vale... You just shout Eureka and realize that the last <laughs> spell in your spell book that you have there is the sending spell. Wow, wish. That's sick. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one there. You tried for that. <laughs> that was absolutely adorable. <laughs> but getting back to that. I mean, some of those some of those legends did say that Tabaxi villages were built like above, and some of them said underneath with that that creature. So it's it's possible it's still out there somewhere, or maybe it I don't know maybe it has some weird birth cycle. It, it lays an egg, and that egg matures for thousand years. I don't I don't know animals. That's not my thing, but it could be that it's out there somewhere. I wouldn't want to find it. Well, I mean, we might actually want to find it. I mean, if that vision is anything of correct, if we are believing the versions of history that we think are occurring, we might need that creature to take to help us take down this tree. If they are trying to regrow that tree, I mean, I don't know how long it'll take. I don't know if it's something that they do a magic ceremony and the tree just sprouts. Well, if it takes years to grow, well, we might need that creature. So, if how do you did. think it was convinced or otherwise to attack the tree? Uh, maybe there were natural enemies that the... Or maybe the tree was so unnatural that that thing was protecting Europa. We don't... I mean, it's... There's no... There's nothing left. So, I guess what we would have to do is somehow get... If, it, if we ever came to the situation, get it in front of the tree, that creature in front of the tree, with minimal interference, because that thing could easily turn on us and well, swallow could, us in one bite. It could destroy all of the profile. Any Every city would be... Nothing could 
I don't think we'd be able to take it now. Yeah. Uh, we are very far off from being able to tame or convince a creature to help us. We don't even know if it exists anymore. We don't even know if that vision was completely real. I mean, it could have been a fabrication to... just to mess with us. I'm sorry. If something like that existed, we would know about it. it well, I, I mean, how much information has survived? How much written language and written word has survived from that time? Not much. Not much I at mean, all. That's part of the reason why the the Conclave sent out an expedition into uh, past Wurgar because they had found an ancient keep that well, they hoped had some information from from that age. But pretty much nothing exists from the time that all of the races went underground. I mean, and definitely very, almost nothing of the time before then. We have archaeologists who, who study this th stuff. And that's how we know what we know today. Our stories are passed down from elder to child. And then the child grows up, becomes the elder, and passes it down to the next generation. <laughs> so everything we have is from one to the next. So if this is really that old, if this creature slumbers for, you said, thousands of years possibly, correct? That was That's the legend. And this has been thousands of years. It may be due for a, an emergence. Perhaps. I, I don't even know. I I didn't believe too many of those stories as a child. I mean, they're fascinating. But when I grew up, I started, you know... I just saw those as kind of children's tales. So I don't know. I mean, what, a, what, a, what about those silhouetted here? I mean, it focused. We couldn't see what they looked like, but it did focus on, like, their weapons stood out. Why would that have been? Why? Unless they are some kind of special magical items somewhere in the world? I mean, every culture has its own stories about legendary weapons and things of that nature. But even, like, why did that vision focus on the weapon and not give us any information on the things holding the weapons? Maybe that's They're like what... they shined bright in the darkness. Maybe that's what the creature focused on? Maybe it was something to draw its attention? Here's a question. Are we 100% sure that that was a vision of the past and not the future? Oh, God damn it. I, I, I shudder to think <laughs> if that was a vision. <laughs> well, I mean, we know there isn't a tree now, and we know there isn't a city. I mean, That's, and, and yeah. he kind of turns to the south and points and says, there's the Umbra Spire right there, and there's, that's where they say the tree had bit grown. Yeah, I woke up looking at that fucking mountain every day of my life. <laughs> there's ruins. But that city ain't there. And there's certainly no tree. 
This yeah. thing was said to be the witness to the thing's destruction. Perhaps the dream witness literally dis- saw the, the destruction of so, the dreaming tree. So maybe the vision we actually saw was her its memory. Is that what you're saying? Makes it the most was witness sense to, to the dreamer coming here. And then it... Oh. It witnessed the, the tree's destruction. And th- Too bad we couldn't ask it. And we as- and it presumably oh. spent its time creating this cult that we're now around. I've been thinking about what they've been doing for a, a little while. <coughs> Can anyone tell me if they if, if they've thought about why they're bringing these people here? Yeah, I've thought about it, but I have no answers. I mean, the only thing I can think of is this thing was able to influence our minds. And those letters, or from the information we got from, I guess, was it Sigmund? It said when people went to the island, they left change. Now, maybe that was Golden Tongue. It's all kind of flowing together at this point. But we, we had information say, is like when things went to the Dream Witness, they left change. Well, that makes sense. I mean... You, you all fought that Lamia up there, and what did it do to you, Liam? It tried to possess your mind. He's sleeping. People, oh yeah, that's right, he's sleeping. And he looks well, over yeah, and realize, and sees Liam snoring over there and says, he f- picks up a rock and throws it at his head. <laughs> Liam! Take Three damage. Black yeah. missiles, I catch it. He's <laughs> just snoring. His hand jumps out, grabs the rock, and he drops his arm, and he's snoring still. He's fucking... <laughs> I was actually kind of hoping these people would remember who they are. Yeah, me too, to be honest. But we know that they're going to a Lamia and being softened up mentally by a Lamia and then sent here. And think about those places they went. All the the ritual of going to these areas and being led around and opening these areas to get down to the thing. And then what did it do to you, Vale, when it that thing looked at you and tried to ensnare your mind again? It did. And the second time it looked at me, I don't remember what happened. I was almost disintegrated. Now imagine... Your mind's already enthralled by a Lamia, and then it's sent to that thing to take it over completely? Oh. It's it's no wonder they have so many people in so many places. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) So, I'm sure there's more, um, either Lamias or, or more, um, situations that like we saw well the federation is full of strange creatures i am sure there are more of them out there well but here's i the mean thing. more long it, yeah at the very least the dream witness is dead we've taken so a step out of their out of their chain hopefully they can't make more so you just gotta convince them the old-fashioned way as long as that was the only one of those, Tomas shud- shudders at that thought. I, well, I can't imagine there are other 10,000-year-old ancient beasts like that 
floating around. Nobody noticed. Yeah, that, okay. Let's hope so. And he's just got to shrug. Shudders again. Then he says, And when the dream witness answered me, she said that the roots were a link between this moment and when they were a whole. Vale, you're, you know magic. Do you know what the hell she meant by that? Uh, the only thing I could think of is, uh, it's somehow, I don't know if you, you mean by link as in knowledge or link as in actual physical link that could bring you back to when it was a whole. I, I'm not sure. Let me, uh, could I do an arcana check to kind of figure out what else you would mean? You can. That is a 25. So there are philosophies in magic that you would understand. A piece of a thing has a connection to the whole of a thing. You pluck a feather out of a, a bird, and there's still a connection from that feather to that animal, and that connection provides power to magical spells. It's the harnessing of these uh, natural connections in nature that allows an arcane weaver to create their moments of magic and cast their spells. So th that's the first thing that comes to your mind as you're thinking of that. So if there's a connection between a feather plucked from a chicken and the, a thing original, the thing that comes to your mind is could an ancient piece of a tree have a connection to the tree itself? And how could it do so when one is existing now and one obviously was destroyed thousands of years ago? But with your yeah. 25 arcana, there is a possibility, you realize. Mm -hmm. And it's something worth pursuing, but your focus has always been necromancy. You understand the reanimation of dead. You don't understand the mystical forces of the world. That's a little bit beyond okay. your area of expertise. But you have a seed. You know what you're looking for. Now. All right. Because you rolled really fucking high. Is that a tree frog? What's that? I think I hear a tree frog. Do you have a door open? Oh, yeah. I do have... My my window is a little bit open. I got frogs in the background. They're loud Yeah, as I hear fuck. a little tree frog. <laughs> you know, it sounds good. It's actually, like, perfect for the situation. Like, it's cool ambiance in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Because you guys are now on the land, um, on on the island. So yeah, you'd probably be hearing exactly that. <laughs> I should find some good camping music while we're talking. Um, the next thing that Tomas is going to say. Let's see. He had what about the vision of the book? I've, I've never seen any of the, either of those locations or the big guy that we had seen. Does anybody recognize any of that? No, I was going to ask you um, the same thing. If you recognized that book at all, do you know if that 
that book has been the book I've been looking for or because I don't I don't know exactly what the tome is but I believe your conclave did know uh, they said they were they, it was once in the possession of the conclave we were at but it's since moved and I was hoping maybe you would have some insight as to if that was the book I've been looking for well, he, Tomas, I'm going to allow him to make a check. Themselves. Yeah, I think they said it hadn't been seen. Unfortunately, seventy-five to hundred years. Yeah, he doesn't have. He has a zero in Arcana, <laughs> so I'm going to let him roll a history check. I think that was one of the research topics. Uh, oh, that should not did. have been an advantage. Was on the tomes. So uh, yeah, it was. Him. <laughs> yeah, so. That was a 12 that he rolled, because um, that should not have been an advantage. Um, he said, honestly, I've heard of the book you've talked about, the, but I'm not, that's not my area of expertise, I'm, I, 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 I have to admit. Yeah, that's fair. It, um, it now, as far as the location goes. I've personally never been to any place that looked like that. It honestly looked deserty to me. It, we, we saw a gladiator arena, and the biggest gladiator arena I know of is in Rowena. But, Blood, you're from the Federation. Didn't well, it look if, like that? If we are seeing the gladiator arena in the desert areas, then there is only one probable place where it could be. And that is in the Zahayim's. Probably in his private library. And you don't just get in to see him. <clears throat> or her. Can you roll can you roll a check to know if that that's the actual place? Yeah, I can do that. It'd be what a history check? It would be a history check. But I'm honestly you've been there before. You lived in Rowena Blood. Twenty three. So it is so he would recognize it. You would recognize it. You would recognize. You were from a. Re you lived in yeah. Rowena. You oh, yeah, recognize the, the Colosseum. <laughs> you recognize the Zahiem's palace. I mean, it, it it appears to be that yeah, it, it would be the Zahiem's palace if that's what it. I mean that that was definitely the Colosseum there. It's really the biggest and largest one around. I mean. And he'll just pull out that flyer, and he goes, "We happen to have an invitation to go there." <laughs> uh, so while the the vision of the book is still fresh in my mind, I'd like to pull out a piece of parchment and some um, charcoal and some ink and sketch exactly how what I saw, just on a piece of paper, just so I know. Um, yeah. you know, before, okay. before it gets faded and then in my mind, and then, uh, I'll be able to be, uh, ask people if they seen or if yeah. they know anything about it. Okay. You've got your little wrist. Make, yeah, journal. you do have your wrist journal if that's what you want to use, and, but you can uh, use whatever you want. Um, either way, go ahead and make a performance check. Ah, uh, performance. I want to do one of those two just because, say, Blood's been doing the same thing that, uh, uh, Tomas has been doing. Oh, very nice. Thirteen for blood. So, Vale, you very, very accurately 
draw the the book that you had seen. Um, while it is it was plain and nondescript, it is something that is etched in your mind, and you will easily yep. recognize it. Um, when I mean, I figured if I I went as far as to walk right up willingly to this what I thought was the dream witness because he was so maddened at the thought of getting his hands on this book he put himself in immediate danger away from the entire party <sighs> I figured this burned a pretty good uh, yeah. mem- uh, pretty well, good vision in his head definitely yeah. definitely uh, and the thing you you do know is the fact that it was in a treasury a very large treasury and yeah. it was floating there above a pedestal in the middle of weapons and armor and pieces of art. And you, you didn't see a lot of it. Your your vision was, was kind of blurry, but you could recognize that there was a lot of valuable things near this book. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to the value. <laughs> uh, well, if that is, trust me, if that is what I think it is, you have no idea how tempted. He's just going to hold up his hands, kind of wave them. How tempted I am to try and get in there. We're going to need a lot of work if we're going to do that. Now, if Apollyon can win this, and he's holding up the flyer for the Gladiator Tournament, he goes, we do get to... You're invited to an audience in front of the Zaham. And I believe, wasn't the prize like a favor from the Zaham? Or you get to ask him for one thing? Wasn't you that could, what it was? That's what it says on... Yeah, you have the yeah. flyer. He, yeah. he, he will um, grant you one request. Now... It would be Apollyon if he won. It would be his request, but I mean, that would maybe get us inside the building. Uh, Vale's eyebrows, you know, kind of narrow, and his he's got a furrow in his brow, and his forehead scrunches up a bit. And you said, "Yes, if Apollyon wins, he can get a favor." Well, if you but win, if Vale wins, <laughs> well, are you willing to go up against Grovajaw? Are you willing to go up against Apollyon? If I can interject here, Tomas says, we know that the Zaim also has a dream root. And it's my supposition that your friend Grovijar is fighting in that tournament for that exact thing. Uh, I mean, that's what Golden Tongue almost... It's yeah, pretty, you're right. You pretty much said it. And that was the original plan. If we won, if we did go to the tournament, we would <laughs> request the uh, the dream route as Wait, opposed what? to... I think that route's more important than your book. So I disagree. However, if we're in the same area, I don't see why we couldn't use our expertise... <laughs> and I look at you, I look at your hands and your thieves tools and say to get whatever, you know, either or or I mean both for the party. You are seriously gonna get me killed playing to my vanity, sir. <laughs> uh, trust me, you have no idea how many thieves like myself have dreamed about getting into that man's vault. As Blood is saying that, as Blood is saying that, Eloise is going to roll over in her sleep and her tail is going to whack him. (laughs) (laughs) Why me? Because you're right beside Uh, her. You are right beside her. 
She's been snoring next to you this entire time. Oh, oh I thought you were doing it out of, like, you know... <laughs> no, she's Mellet. asleep. She's okay. completely 100% asleep. But her tail isn't. Her tail he'll isn't. Pat, he'll pat the tail and he'll maybe, like, put it up under a blanket or something like that and just kind of keep it away from him. Uh, every, every thief that has tried has disappeared. Every thief that has tried is not blood from a stone. All right. Like I said, I mean, one, yes, I can only get so aroused by thinking of that treasure. <laughs> but it, it... He says as he crosses his legs. We're, <laughs> we're, we, we got a lot to go before we get to that point. Now, if we are going to make a run for that treasure, it's work. We're gonna we should probably it. do it while everyone's at the tournament. I I that I thought of that. Tomas has been kind of going his head back and forth between the two of you, and he just kind of you hear him chuckle. Now I'm not I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of things in that vault that the Conclave would love to get their hands on. Now, as representative, as people who work with the government. We can't, could never officially condone something. However, the Margarden Federation has never, has never allowed the Conclave to have a building there. Yeah, I know. We've tried. We've worked with them, and we do have a bit of a relationship, but they've never allowed us to have an actual building there and to research beyond sending people. Because they like to keep things to themselves. Are you suggesting during the tournament we murder this guy and then the conclave could take (laughs) him? And his eyes go wide and he's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm suggesting. I mean, for one, you can't really murder the Zahayim. I mean, you can kill the person with the title, but it's a title, it's not a person. How is the title earned? I mean, it's probably passed family to family, but it's, 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 it's usually father to son. But if if you want to keep killing every member, they're just going to find. I mean, they might. No, have no. I was just curious. Now, is there? Does this Zahim have a son? Uh, so here, here's the thing. We don't know. We we that we bel- we suspect that the Zahim in public is the leader of the the Cerulean Syndicate private and if you eliminate one the next one just steps into his place and then there's another Zayim who's probably the same Zayim but you never really know think of it as the worst held secret in the world Hmm. and yet it's always the Zayim is always the Zayim he always looks the same it very rarely changes other than younger grows older then the next Zayim steps into the picture no one's ever seen the prince and no one ever will until his father dies and my guess is if we win this tournament and someone gets to see an audience I don't even know if you're actually going to see the real Zahim (laughs) but you get a request now here's, here's something why we might maybe we can get access to it and get more than something who knows this is just me spitballing and being a wild hell in my ass 
what if Sigmund is not acting with authority of the syndicate? What if he's doing all of his stuff as a private citizen, being a part of the Dreamer Army? What if he is corrupting other syndicate members? If we can help purge crazy-ass Dreamer occultists from the syndicate ranks, I, it's a pipe dream. I have no idea if they would even be appreciative. So they, you're suggesting uh, once you get a, an audience, you, you out Seigman and Oh, well, we can out Seigman long before that. Or we could just slit his throat. Either fine with me. But he is well known. <laughs> I mean, hell, I didn't even have anything to do with him, and I knew who he was. Who knows how many other powerful members they have that are dreamers. It's just Like I said, I hope to God that the Syndicate is not in bed with them, and that it is just some of their members are. Because then we're in real trouble. I suppose we have more questions than answers. Yes, well, thanks for the can of worms that we just opened. Uh, you opened that can of worms when you started helping Weston, I suppose. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. I just found Weston. you along the way. Almost forgot about that place. Well, it went that far. Well, at the very least, we need to get back to the Conclave and make our report on our findings. The cult well, is a friend. At the very least, I think. Go ahead. I think the first order of business is healing Liam. Um, we could probably do a few of these things at the same time. Get rid of these people. Get them somewhere safe. And get Liam. Ah. Uh, I was going to say, very poor choice of words. <sighs> yeah, uh. Tomas kind of glances back at the the building where the, all the people are sleeping. What are we gonna do with them? I have I have no idea. We can't just leave them here. They'll be slaughtered. So or they'll just be recaptured amongst the. I mean, they're surely to die if we leave them here. We could always put them in the oh, in the the cart. Okay. And I know they won't fit sitting there. However. Uh, out, of, out of game, Matt. If I were to put the portable hole, open it up and put it in the the cart, you know, draped on the floor, could they go in the hole while it's opened and breathe because it's still open in the top? Or how would you rule that? So here's my question: What are you affixing the portable hole to on the cart? So I would be draping it across the floor of the cart. How big is a carriage? You have a carriage. How big is that? Yeah. Google that. I would that say it's me. at least five. Okay. I'm Google it. Google yeah. Carriage. Google it and just look to see what the dimensions of a carriage are. Now, like, are you talking about a, any carriage or a carriage in 5E? A carriage in 5E, preferably, if you can find okay, that. Well, we Could we I always, somehow secure it to the side? Well, it depends on what. I don't know what a, a carriage dimensions are. <laughs> I imagine they aren't that big, but maybe. I mean, even if we were able to maybe secure it on the top and kind of secure it on the sides, it could just hang down below the bottom of the air, as long as it doesn't well, get it, caught. It has to be back. affixed to something. We've, well, that's we've what I say. We can fix it on the top, fix it on the sides, and fix it down the bottom, even if it extends on the bottom below Morty. the bottom of the cart. According to Reddit, standard carriage is 5 to 10 feet wide and 
10 to 15 feet long, not counting the horses. I'd be perfect. So I suppose, theoretically, you could affix it to the side of the thing, and they it's 10 feet back, so they could theoretically sit back there. It would just be a wide open hole on the side of a carriage that these people are sitting on, but... No, no, I was thinking of on the floor of the carriage inside. Yeah. Well, how wide did you say it was, uh, Eloise? Six feet. Yeah, according, according to Reddit, it says 5 to 10 feet wide. However, according to D&D Beyond, um, a wagon is 8 feet long and 3 to 4 feet wide. Well, so it's so a, probably a little bigger than that, but here's the thing. A portable hole has a radius of 6 feet. That's 12 feet wide. It is 12 feet no, no. wide. It's a radius of six. Oh, oh, it has a radius. No, it doesn't have a radius of six. You sure? I think it's a yeah. It's a it's a um, diameter of six. I believe. I'm pretty sure it's a diameter of six. Hold on, pulling it up now. It is six feet in diameter. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, and it doesn't. I would say, so if we, if I put it on, you know, on the floor of the cart, they could get in and, you know, be in that hole. And if, as long as I don't fold it up, I would assume oxygen would be freely flowing in and out. We'll we're discussing what we're going to do after we sleep and after the island and we're still on the island and we haven't slept yet. I mean, you're asleep. <laughs> you're right. So... I mean, it, this is wibbly wobbly, timey wimey at this point. Um, yeah. Sure, why not? I'll allow it. I'll allow it for. Oh my god! That's a Pollyan. Remind me to that's, mute coins. Yeah, that's horrifying. Real quick. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, I mean, I at the end of the day, I would prefer these people to be dead in my portable hole. So it doesn't matter to me. But yeah, if we could. Uh, if you want to fold them, I mean, keep it nice and open and they'll be able to live and we'll just drop them off the next time we go to Bradfordshire or whatever. So, and, and that's kind of the next question Tomas was going to ask is where you guys want to go next. How are you planning on getting there? Oh. You're at, now, I'm going to remind you that the cart, the, the carriage that you bought is on the southern side yeah, of the lake. Oh, um, we have to go north. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pop that up for you real quick. Hold on. Well, we could go get the cart and then travel around the lake to the north side. Yeah, that works. So I just popped this up for okay. you. So if you look yeah. there, down by the shore of the lake on the south side, that's where you left your your cart. And you're between where the river hits the lake and so on. Um, you guys are trying to get to that village there in the upper north. The upper northeast corner um so okay. there is a decent sized mountain range and you can see it it is daytime and you can look around and see it and i've showed you similar pictures before but here's another one that looks nice that you can look at i've always envisioned these kind of like the, the scottish highlands is okay can we see if there's a path right now from where we are Go <laughs> You, you don't see any path from where you are, yeah. but you're like a few miles in the middle of a giant lake, yeah. so you can see big mountains. But going yeah. back to the previous map, the, the trip map that I showed you, 
Um, so we're on the west side of the lake, no, but on the south the side of the river. You are in the middle of the lake in an island. Yeah, no, I meant like the, the our cart, like where we left. Yeah, yeah the cart is in the, the southwestern side of the, the lake. Red X. Where the red X is, uh, go up at an angle towards the shore, and that's where the cart is, right around there. Okay. Yeah. So you had walked okay. to, into the middle of the lake, and that's where you currently are. So yeah. you'll have to go back down there to get your cart. Taking... But it's on the south side of the river, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's on the south side of the river. So, so my question to you guys is, where? How are you wanting? Where are you wanting to go, and how are you wanting to get there? So, so what I would suggest is either a go back to the cart. And then, uh, I mean, I don't think we could ford the river there. I would say take the long way around um, to the south, east, around back up to the mountains towards uh, Bradfordshire. Or we leave the initiates and continue straight to Bradfordshire and leave the cart as well. So those are my two, uh, those are the two options. I would, I would prefer to keep the cart because I don't want to walk. Because Vale doesn't want to walk. <laughs> I mean, we, we are kind of responsible for these people. Are we though? We saved their lives. I mean, if we didn't kill the dream witness, they'd still be enthralled, and they wouldn't just be meek waiting to die. Tomas uh, looks up at this and says. I feel kind of responsible for these people, too. We can't just leave them to die. And at the same tr time, loading them in a carriage and trying to take them over the mountains? Not to mention the food we'll have to spend on, uh, you know, give to them. Unless Eloise has good berries. Eloise is asleep. <laughs> But um, you can mention it to her in the morning and she'll make sure to prepare it. <laughs> remember Chewbacca? I remember. <laughs> well, I think that's right, probably... So how about this? Okay, go Why ahead. don't we take, we'll take a rest and we'll all discuss when everyone's awake what our next plan is going to be. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and you all can get a long rest and... I, I'm just gonna go ahead and pass you by that you get there is nothing that happens that evening. Okay. Well, uh, I need to roll for wand of magic missile. Go ahead. Just because while during just during his his uh, watch, he's gonna probably take third watch. He does want to start oh. practicing with the uh, forgery kit that okay. he had that he's had this whole time. Go ahead and what what do you what do you think a, a roll would be for that? Would would that be like a I mean, I won't say sleight of hand just because that's obnoxious. Would that be like a dex check? Just to yeah, see why not? You, can... you know what? Make it a performance check. I think that would be good. Uh, it's only a plus two. Yeah, it's an yeah. eight. I mean, you're you're starting to play around with it, and you're messing around with the inks and that sort of thing, and you're starting. You're you're looking at it, and you're like, you get the idea of what everything is, and you start playing with it. But it's it's definitely your handwriting. Man. Um, now, before Tomas goes was, to bed... That was for the Trident of Fish Command. Okay. Now, before Tomas goes to bed, 
you do see him sit down on his bedroll, touch a section of his arm, and tap his ear before beginning to whisper himself. If anyone wants to know what it is he's whispering to himself, you can make a perception check. If no one cares, we'll just oh. go forward. 18. Oh, I want to know. Okay. Um, well, Apollyon was asleep. Uh, vale, you didn't hear a damn thing. Blood, oh, you did. Sorry, I didn't realize I was still asleep at yeah. this point. Blood, you did, and you heard, hear him say, Target confirmed and destroyed. Cult pursuant to potentially world-altering event. Full report to follow. <clears throat> Team cooperation more than adequate. Returning to nearest outpost post-haste. Alright, so he's not gonna fuck us. Alright, it seems like he's still on board. Because <laughs> that's the whole time I'm thinking, oh, he's a goddamn plant. Ooh. We're fucked. Should you use your question, shouldn't you? Yeah, but I don't... I, yeah, that I mean, been, I, that I already one. know that I'm the one you lied to. That's not true. I was hoping. You hope. I'm hoping it I was. really hope the one he lied about was the dream witness dying affecting the army. Yeah, well, that would be nice, too, yeah. Well, they just can't make new people. I don't think maybe they her dying ought reaffect or unaffected everybody else, like these people. So. But anyway, you do have a long rest, and everyone does wake up the next morning. Um, the, 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 the people that you found, um, still weak, still emaciated, barely able to to move for the most part, and struggle most of the time. Matt, do you need me to roll for the staff of the woodlands? I only ha I was only down two charges, and it's one d six plus four. I'm fine with you. Yeah, okay. You, you're, you're up full. You're good. I figured. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys... What do you want to do as you wake up? And you, you everybody's full rested, like I said. So pick up your All pick right. your spells, yada, yada, yada. I'm but, preparing spells. Is someone going to mention Goodberry to me or no? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to mention Goodberry for uh, okay. the travel. It will, it will feed us. Yeah. Feed everyone. I will prepare Goodberry. I mean, I'm so good. <clears throat> Some, uh, um, so I speak with uh, Eloise and I say, Eloise, uh, do, do you have Sleet Storm prepared? Because if you do, I'm not going to. Always. Okay. You know, although a double Sleet Storm would be devastating for the uh, the other side. This is very so true. Sleet Storm is not one of the ones I need to prepare. Nor is Ice Ooh. Storm. I just have those. Perfect. If she's a... Uh... She's a snowy girl. <laughs> and I'm just gonna, like, shoot some frost out of my fingertips. <laughs> and after breakfast, Tomas comes up and says, Anyway, no matter what, we need to get back to the Conclave and report our findings. This cult is a threat to every nation on the continent, and the nations need to be informed. But... I definitely don't think that returning to Laverne is the right way to go. You mentioned Bradfordshire, but is there a, that is across that is, the mountains. I, I do know where Bradfordshire is, and I mean, Bradfordshire, you say? That's what they were talking. <laughs> that's where they were talking about going towards, well, Liam. Hey, hey, hey! That's a that's a fine town to go to. Uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, healing capabilities. Fun town. Yeah, good times. 
Well, but what I was saying is there's well, a mountain a range between us. And he's kind of he, he's he's looking at you and he does note the stink eye. Can I, I I have a minus one, but can I do a history check to see if I remember anything about a path through these mountains? Certainly. Yeah, can. I was just gonna say. Gollum, Gollum knows the way through. No, nope, that's a five. They're big, beautiful mountains. So I was gonna say, um, do I have any underdark knowledge of a path through the mountain, or have I read anything in books about this specific range? You Should, could, can I do something up, like that? Go ahead and make a history check. That is a 28. Oh, that is a crit. You know for sure. I know sure. these mountains very well. You know, you, well, what what you know is there are no paths to the Underdark in this area. You don't know of any paths through, to, through the Underdark, through the mountains themselves. You right, have never it. actually read about these mountains. However, you have read about mountains in general. They are big. Okay. You would know that, and you would know that in general, because you rolled a nat 20, I'm giving you something. Yeah. Mountains are big. They're about four to five miles high, and they could be anywhere from 80 to 200 miles wide. It, it, they are traversable, and these are, like, I've described them before as the Scottish Highlands. There are places that you can walk, just literally walk, and just go at a steep incline and walk through them. There are other places that you'll have to crawl, climb. There are some paths that you'll have to walk and be very careful through. Other places you might have to climb to get past. It is possible to go to go across the mountains. Um, tent, they, you, you're just looking at them. You know that they're, they are ice-capped. I showed you the picture. Yeah. You know they are ice capped, so it is cold. Knows with the nat twenty that the odds of getting a cart and horses and these guys through there is very, very slim. Is what you're saying? Um, it's impossible. It's pretty much impossible with a cart. It is not as impossible with horses. A group of of individuals such as yourself with magical capabilities just by yourselves. It's very easy. We're not by ourselves. But you are not by ourselves. You do have a cart. You do have horses. The, the The degree of difficulty changes based on what you're using to get across these. I'm not saying it's and not. I'll, I'm not I'll saying that. And and you're you're saying it is possible, and we could absolutely do that. Um, but taking a cart make and, and taking the horses makes it difficult. And you start yeah. to explain uh, cliffs and passes and mountainous regions and going up elevations become more difficult the higher you get because there's less oxygen and that. And you're just you, you go you go on like a professor for probably about a good hour while everyone's eating their meals and they're getting kind of irritated because you just keep laying on fact after fact about it. Napoleon chimes in to hey, hey, Vale. What has roots as nobody sees is taller than trees. Up, up it goes, and yet never grows. And the moment the, he he speaks, everybody screams. Yeah, they forgot about him for half a second. <laughs> then they then they all look at him and oh my god! Hmm. All right, so, um, Tomas, do you know of any towns closer? Because, <laughs> I mean, it seems. With with what 
the dead weight we're carrying, and I gesture over to the the humanoids. I say, "Is there? It's going to be unlikely that we're going to be able to make it up here with all these surviving. Is there another town that we can get Liam healed at?" Uh, I do believe that uh, Weston. <laughs> he, he he does bring out his map and he lays it down in front of you all and he says, "Well, the closest what the closest." actual village is Bradfordshire and as you can all see he points to it on the map and he points to the lake where you guys are that's Bradfordshire right there I imagine it's not more than a three or four day journey but but we would have to leave the leave the cart now oh we could we could travel around the lake here and keep to the north and it would just take much much longer um, but it does eventually lead if we stay try to stay clear of Laveran that in and of itself is a challenge what would you say that would make the track maybe five or six days instead of three or four so just to get to the crossroads in it would look probably about seven maybe eight days and I say uh, as as Tomas is, uh, says the crossroads in, I look at Apollyon and Vale and uh, Blood. I say uh, the crossroads uh, in, huh? Uh, it's well, Pro- maybe he's dead. I don't. I mean, I've maybe never been there. We've been there. You've um, been there before. Well, to be quite blunt, if we ditch the wagon, then these people are all going to die. Uh, pretty much. I'm okay with that. <laughs> everyone they just looks at, awake. Everyone just looks at Vale, and yeah, sure enough, there are they are out of the the um, hovel, and they're eating their meals as well, and they're all kind of looking at Vale like, "Read the room." What are, <laughs> we, ab- are we all about to die? You can see fear in their eyes. Uh, I mean, we can we can't dump these people at the inn. There's we have to either make for Weston or Bradfordshire. Because that inn was, I mean, it is... Well, to be fair, Weston owes us a favor. But Bradfordshire has the healing capabilities, and they're a bit closer. Oh. Is Weston the same distance if we are to go to the north the long way? Well, it's around the mountains. It would probably be about eight days to the inn, and another three days to Weston. Is it three days to Weston or Bradfordshire? If we were to go from the crossroads in? Yeah. uh, He pulls out the map again because Matt just closed it. Can we not still deck up the river? You. If you going to the crossroads in and back to Bradfordshire, it's actually five days from the crossroads to Bradfordshire. Whereas three days from the crossroads to Weston. It's a little bit shorter. But remember, there is. There was a, a healer in Weston. The druid there. Yeah. I think it was a druid and there was somebody. I mean, he might have right. other healing magic. Right. I remember him getting knocked on his ass. So they might. I mean, plus they were calling in for reinforcements from Morag. So who knows who might be there? The governor was I don't think... sending for assistance from the Dwarren King. Well, as of right now, 
what is the fastest way that we can go, or what is, where is the closest town we can go with the cart and the the uh, well, Laverne. We're not going to Laverne. Well, yeah, we're not going to Laverne. Well, I mean, the you said the closest place with healing. Yeah, for for Liam, that's that's going to be our main priority right now. The the people are secondary. The people getting them there alive is secondary. And, you, and West, every, everybody gasps. Weston is still reading. I was thinking about this. Maybe Tomas. Are we are we under the impression that this army is coming in our direction? Can we not set you off with these people and us go north? How would he transport them? If we were to lend him the cart and we get it back from him later, we'll both end up in uh, Port Valena eventually. I don't think we should stray from Tomas. If we were, to, if I were to take the cart and pack as many people as I can and and head towards Weston, I could probably get there. Maybe two days, three days after you get to Bradfordshire. If if the army is heading to Laveran, we have at least two more days before they arrive. At least assuming we're when we think we are. Boy, I've got a gut feeling that uh, us taking down the Dream Witness didn't affect the army at the least. Well, I mean, at the very least, I could get probably get past Laverne and on the road to Weston by the time the army arrives in Laverne if I had a cart. I'd probably head straight from there to Port Valena and turn these people over to the Conclave. Oh, right, then we'd just be maybe three days behind you. Could you go north to Morag? Would Morag be closer to them? Than the port, about the same distance, to be honest. But at the same time, they know you came from Laveran, and they mm. know we they they know, or at least they're going to find out we were here. And he kind of looks at all the the yeah. the, the, <laughs> the the posters you all plastered. So maybe going somewhere they're not expecting isn't a bad idea. I mean, if if we go to Bradfordshire, we could always keep heading to the northeast and head up into Hyrulean. If we go west, what? what? That's my boat. I like that direction. Where's the? Uh, where was the uh, Mar Garden Federation, or where the the fight is? The what do you it's... call it? The gladiator. If you go directly east of uh, Laverne, or sorry, directly west, and then head south, south, yeah, it's over there. You can so run in the into opposite Rome. direction. Oh, I see. I see Margaret. Yeah, if you look there. under the G, yeah. where the G yeah, is, the garden goes directly south, and that's all right. So, yeah, where there, was this event going to take place? In Rowena, which yeah, I just right. showed uh, you the map to that. Which no, when. Oh, uh, when didn't he, wasn't it a month from when he we ran? All right, into... so we've we've got time, right? Well, we got a couple weeks. It's probably been yeah. a week. Hold on, I'm gonna look at. I, I 
I gave you a handout, so hold on yeah, a second. I'm, yeah, um, I, yeah I just, we don't know what the day is. The tournament's going to be held on the 1st of Mordgraft. We are currently in... We are currently, if if we assume that it's the next day, we're in the, on the 6th of Faustgraf. So, what that means for you guys is... Hold on one <laughs> second. Did you just take, like... Some of those old magnet alphabet letters and just fucking throw them up in the air for your month names. <laughs> I mean, you could have asked that in the yes or no questions. Why would that? I mean, the month names aren't that important. <laughs> so it, it takes place. Let's see. What, when did I say it was? Hold on a second. The first of Mordgraf. Okay, then it it's it's the sixth. So it takes place the first of next month. So like, how many right, so days we've got in this time. month? A little over three weeks. It, Thirty days. Okay, so we have twenty-four days. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yeah, we got time, but if we if we send Tomas off with the cart, then we can go straight north through these mountains without encumberment of a cart. Um. Yeah, that will probably be our best bet because our main priority is getting Liam healed. So I think we should send Tomas off with the cart. That'll save us a trip across the lake again. And we could just uh, head straight through, especially now that we have a ranger. <laughs> well, I we still have to go across because I've got to cast water walk on all of us. Do I have? I don't have to stay within range for water walk, do no, I? No, you can just okay. cast it on them. We, You can all go down to get the cart, set up the cart with yeah. the horses. He could take the cart around the lake yeah. uh, and then head off on the north side of the lake and try to stay away from Laverin and hope that he doesn't get spotted by the army. The only the... thing is, how are we going to get everyone, all of those people, across with a water walk spell? Because I can only affect so oh. many creatures. Uh, we actually worked this out in chat. Uh, with the number of horses we have here, you can put two people on each horse, and if Vale uses his disc, and the DM would allow four people to sit on that disc, then we could easily transport all of us across. I've got, okay. I've got an idea. Am I a horse yeah. in this scenario? How about this? Not necessarily. Uh, in my super conservative, like, Math about it, we still had four extra water walk spells. So it, it should be very possible. All right, how about um, we have the initiates put their hats back on, and Apollyon uses his Aquaman ability to go swim underwater, like we tied to the rope, like we brought them up here. Oh, yeah, that'd be easy. I, I'm just going to say they'll probably die from that. <laughs> They have so, four hits. It's just not necessary. Is there any is there any on this island like a, a boat or anything? Or there, there's not a raft something. out of there is not a boat or a raft. You haven't even seen a tree on this island. And you've explored it. But honestly, I think using your horses and Eloise and casting the water walking and making two trips, you could easily manage to get everybody across. On his disc, they couldn't have people? 
Because it holds up to 500 pounds. I think it's three feet in diameter. Yeah, Which I'd is, say they yeah, could probably you, you could diameter. probably get probably five or six of them to sit on that thing. And as long as it's it has to follow the yeah. trail, so hey, hey, hey. Tomas and I can both run the same speed as the horses. So hey, like we've fine. we've got yeah. rope. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to say you, with with your spells and the horses and everything else, you could probably get everybody across in one trip and we get to get to the cart. We can stack them like okay. cordwood. We've got rope. Like the, I, I, I legitimately feel bad for these people because they're just being bumped around and casually discussed well, being killed, and oh, they have I, I no, 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 they have no memory of whatsoever of what's going on, and they're they're really freaked out, but they're also skinny and literally can't put up a fight. So is he yeah. gonna, is he bringing the cart around to meet us in Bradfordshire then? Is that what we're discussing? Is, is that what you're asking? What no, you're asking? he's going straight to Weston, uh, okay. and then he's going to Port Valena, and we're going to meet him in Port well, Valena. You, gonna... you guys said you guys suggested heading to Morag, not yeah, Valena. Yeah, Morag because it's a different location. It's got a, it's got conclave, and it is not somewhere we keep going back to because they know definitely they fucking know with all these stickers around. Yeah, the whole point of us splitting up with him is so we can get through the mountains quicker and get yeah. to Brad So that we way, send, yeah, that's what I thought we were doing. We could sure. send, well, we could send him to Morag. Yeah, Weston, then Morag. Okay. Where is Morag? It's north of Weston. Plus, that's pretty far away from um, where we need to go for the uh, the the um, gladiator battle. All of the conclave places have. They told us they have teleportation circles, so they could shoot us to the closest we can get oh, there. Oh, that's then, true. And then we can, you know, we can cut a huge chunk of time that way. Okay, so that that works. We're gonna go up the mountains through Bradfordshire, Bradfordshire on foot to Helium, while the cart is going to uh, Weston and then Morag. I guess and that's where we'll him. All four horses with the cart then. I mean, they'll that's at least. Yeah, that's up to you guys. No, I, I would assume only two horses need to go with the cart, and we got four total. So, uh, me and Blood are to keep our horses. Will it be easier to go without them when we're traversing the the mountain, or? Well, I mean, if it gets really it. steep, then like we're gonna be walking uphill, and the horses will be walking on the side. Oh. You won't ride on a horse on a steep incline. What but if the horse we have can progress whatever we can? What do we have to do? Yeah, but he also climb? said there was. Yeah, he also said there could be climbing involved as well. And a vertical climb. The whole that all depends on how we navigate it. I mean, like. You want to give all the horses to? I don't. I don't want to lose gravel. Fuck you. We will get gravel back. Same thing with shadows. I don't want to lose my fucking. Oh. Yeah, I think. Um, I think it will. I don't know if it will increase Tomas's speed if he has more horses. I would assume it would. Probably a bit. getting them there faster and safer. Um, more safe. Safer, more safe. Yeah. Um, and uh, the plan is to meet up with them, so it's not like we're never going to see him again. Vale, I think the word you were looking for was less dead. Less <laughs> better. <laughs> well, so is that what you guys are going to do? 
Uh, that's what I'm trying to persuade. Be uh, he accidentally confused Eloise with one of the other horses, and she went with Tomas. Yeah, that would be funny. I I would implore Eloise to talk to the horses to make sure they're okay with this situation. I guess. Okay. Tell them if they see a blue dragon man to run for it. So you cast your your um, speak with animals, Eloise, and they say, "Well, Eloise, we'll do whatever it is you think is best. If you want us to stay with the half man and these sickly people, and we'll do that for you." Well, I just think it would be much safer for you guys because we're going to be going up through mountains, and I just I really don't want to risk your you guys and and I mean that would just be terrible if you broke a leg or or split a hoof like that would just suck we we trust your judgment Eloise will we listen to you and they kind of nuzzle you a little bit and I'm gonna hang the cheeks and I'm gonna I'm gonna like massage behind the ears a little bit rub the star in the middle of their forehead Okay. So, it sounds like you all get up for the day. Eloise casts the, her water walk on the horses and herself and a few other people, and you all work together to transport these people to the carriage. To be clear, ritually cast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tomas uh, does agree to take the, the people and to head towards Weston and then Bradfordshire, and he says... Uh, I'll, I'll do my best and, and take care of them. And he, it's, it's kind of tight. They have to, a few, couple of you have to sit on the roof, but it is able to. And you, you do attach the four horses. And unless Kyle, you're, you're telling him to stop. You can tell him to stop, tell dude. To stop. No, no, it's fine. Okay. Then you, you do attach all four horses and Tomas takes as how much food are you giving them by the way i give them a bag of apples for the horses i'll i'll give them all my rations i can cast good berry now so okay so go ahead and um adjust your character sheets accordingly what you give them to survive so and all 10 rations for me from me i'll give a few I, don't I don't even know if i have rations well, go ahead and text it to me later what, what you guys give them so I can make adjustments. I also have a pint of molasses I can give. Yeah, mm. like I said, add, add everything to to just a note and I'll add it to the thing and I, I'll do my rolls later and I'll probably write a little story about what happens to them. Great. <laughs> and we never see him again. We never see him again. <laughs> They're all dead. Um, and then you guys use your water walking to go across the lake and head up towards the mountains. I'm going to end the, the session with this. As you guys make it across the lake and heading up the mountains, it is an interesting challenge because you're just walking up an incline. It does wear you out a bit as doing this, but you, you spend your day getting as far as you can before you all take a rest. As you're all getting your sitting down to take your rest, Eloise... Make a perception check, please. 
18. Eloise, you can feel a presence. It's almost as if you're being watched, but at the same time, it's a little weird. And you kind of look over your shoulder and you can see everyone else doing their business, getting ready for camp. You can... Do, do you fight this sensation or do you allow it? I allow it. Okay. You feel it there for a little while. And then after about 10 minutes or so, it disappears. And you no longer feel that presence. And you kind of wonder about it for a little bit, but you settle down for bed. Blood from a stone. You are laying down and you're just starting to drift off. And as you're settling in for the night, you hear a voice in your mind. The, the, you, the voice says... So I hear you decided to ignore my advice. Good. I'm still on a boat, but I'll be back before long. Be seeing you real soon. And it's a voice you recognize. Looking forward to it. Golden tongue. <laughs> Looking forward to it. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Damn. So thanks everybody for watching tonight. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Make sure you follow us here on Twitch and check us out on our other social media. So thank you for watching the second cha uh, chapter that we're walking into. The first episode of our second season. On behalf of everybody here at the Fab Five, I want to say thank you for watching. Have a great evening. And we'll see you next Monday. Good night. Peace.